we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work. In traffic so slow, connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You guys, this is history. What you've done, what a show. You guys have built a platform that influences. Yeah, hey, the best. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Wake the fuck up, Breakfast Club. DJ Envy. Envy playing my record, I made it. Jess Hilarious. I'm like, y'all need to keep on the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God. What made you think the liking of controversial questions would take his part? I like this show. Thanks, Breakfast Club. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 y
Friday. Yes, What's it's happening? Friday. Good morning. How we feeling out there, man? Another day to serve. That's right. We, I feel blessed, black, and highly favored. How you feel? I feel amazing. I feel great. Today's a great day, a great Friday. Uh, my kids were off all week, uh, so yesterday after uh, work, they wanted to go bowling, so I went bowling with the kids, had a great time. Oh, they had the whole week off? Whole week off. Yeah, um, uh, mine had uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which is so strange, because, you know, growing up, that's we didn't have, I don't, we didn't even have President's Day off, period, mm. when we was in school. Then? No. Did we, yeah, we did, right? I never had President's Day in the 1970s. Well, I was born in 1978, I don't, I don't remember having no President's Day off. Yeah, we definitely well, had We definitely day. had no week or no three days no, like no, they no. did. We just had one day. Hey Jessica. Hey Jess. Jess hilarious. Um, yeah, I only had they had three days off, but it's weird to have three days off and then send people back to school <laughs> Thursday, on Thursday and Friday. Thursday. Yeah, now what's the point of that? That don't make Let's sense. Get the kids the whole week. Yeah, absolutely. My son had to go to school all week, so I don't know what that's about. Really? Yeah, he oh. goes to a charter school. I don't know if that's different from what your kids didn't have school all week. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know yours didn't until today. Yesterday. Till yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yesterday. Very weird. Yes. Okay. Very Yo, I, I hate driving here. <laughs> it's a 10 minute drive Jess. No it's not a 10 minute it. drive And then I don't know What's up with the GPS Look and this, this has nothing To do with the outage yesterday Like my GPS It'll reroute me It'll keep you it, It's like it is It doesn't know New Jersey or be, New York Yeah cause sometimes Roads be blocked off Yeah cause like they be doing construction like be construction And stuff like that Use oh, Waze I'm so, so sorry for the people that, that Use Waze No or, I use GPS Use Waze no. Waze is, is a good GPS that definitely works well in the city. Oh, because Waze yeah. tells you what's going on. The Waze tells you That's where the traffic all. is. It, it, they tell you where the, the, the lights are, the, pol- the you, police just, cameras and all just that. Just be patient. I used to do the same thing when I first moved up here. Be listening to the GPS. It'll reroute you. A street be blocked off. You don't know the city, yeah, so you get, get a little turned lost. Around and then yeah. getting turned around in Jersey is different from being turned around anywhere else in the world. Yeah, because right. you can't make a left. You got to make a, a U-turn. Yeah, I'm not with none of that. I'm <laughs> like, up in nah, Camden. I'm just going Uber to work, Uber Black to work. I can't. No, that's going to end up costing you too much money. Well, I heart y'all tap in. <laughs> yeah, I heart y'all tap in. Well, we got some special guests joining us this morning. Who we got? Uh, French Montana. Woo. He'll be joining us. Mac and Cheese Five is out today. That Dirty BX Ickle will be joining us. I'm so I'm so proud of French Montana because I mean for I, what? Because we've seen where he oh came from. Oh, yes, why okay. you gotta say for what? Like, yes, you know what I, mean? I, like, I, was, what? I was just trying to throw a shot at the Bronx this morning. Salute to the Bronx. <laughs> okay, I was about to say he's from the Bronx. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of that. Is true. Yeah. Bronx is a beautiful place. But we have seen where he came. Not from. really, but it is. No, I'm playing. Which means it's not a beautiful <laughs> place. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not. They all cool crazy sign. out there. They all crazy. Nuts. And I'm not cool signing. But anyway, but he came from a, a, a place of he had to, to grind and, and people didn't respect him as a rapper and he had to do so many different. things He was things. a DVD guy. Yeah, and uh, he came out to where he is now and all the success that he's had. So salute to the to the Bronx this yeah, morning. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's at and he's had a nice run. French been around for what? 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, yeah longer than that. And also, uh, Roxy Diaz will be joining us this morning. Another person who's had a great run. That's right. Great run in this game. You know, we all saw Roxy start. Well, we saw Roxy starting radio. Mm-hmm. Then 106 and Pop. That's right. Now she's doing Good Morning America movies, all types of other stuff. That's right. Yes. So, so we're going to kick it with She's, she's actually here to talk about a movie that she's in on BET Plus called Do- Dutch 2. Dutch 2. Angel's Revenge. That's right. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. We got front page news. Angela Rye will be joining us this morning. So we're going to kick it with Angela Rye in a little bit. Uh, I guess Tez got the day off. Tez had a uh, little emergency. All right. Yeah, yeah she's good. Oh, okay. Though. She all right? Mm-hmm, she good. Okay. Breakfast Club, good morning. 
This, hey. this record is hard. It's way too New York for 6 a.m. in the morning. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this, 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 this is just too New York for nah, 6 a.m. in the morning. I, I, we don't want to. We don't want to hear this That's in South BX. Carolina, all over the country. That's BX. Uh, this, 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 nah, man. Do, 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 Where they at? Do, do, do. I hope they is the police because I need help. <laughs> I can smell the Pelly Pelly on that record. You can smell oh Avery. That sounds like a custom made. Timberlands. Sounds like custom made Louis Vuitton overalls. Hard record, but come on. But too New York for 6 a.m. in the morning. I don't want help. Two, 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 two. I love it. <laughs> Salute to French. All right. Salute we are the West Breakfast Club. Just hilarious. Charlemagne the God. Let's get in some front page news. Morning, Angela Rye. Hey there, good people. How so, you feeling? I'm feeling good, but um, this young man who this court ruled against yesterday probably isn't. Daryl George, who is a junior at Barbers High, Hill High School, has been in in-school suspension since August for wearing his hair in locks. Dang. So you all have heard of the Crown Act. Yep. And the Crown Act was designed to protect against this very thing. But this judge in this Texas court said that this particular school um, dress policy does not violate the Crown Act. So the school is c- going to be able to continue to enforce this. This young man walks out of the courtroom in tears and he says all this because of my hair. He's been in in-school suspension, meaning he can't get hot food and he can't get the instructional materials. That's ridiculous. Because wow. of the locks. They had someone mm-hmm. who co-authored the Crown Act on the stand say that this was the very purpose of the Crown Act. That's crazy. So, I don't know if y'all have thoughts about this, but so, this is nuts to me. Why uh, Why doesn't he just homeschool at this point? I mean, hell, like he's been homeschooling in a, wherever he's been in the school since August. Mm. Yeah, in-school suspension is rough, bro. I used to hate in-school suspensions. L- let me stay home and stay in ISS all day. But you yours obviously wasn't because of hair. No, no, no. no, no, no definitely, definitely not because of hair. Yeah, so he has these beautiful locks anyway. I I thought y'all would have a lot more to say about that. I mean, I, 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 what's the solution? Like, what can he do? At well, this they're going to appeal it, of okay. course. And I think that they have to continue to emphasize all over the country. There's been a movement that's been one place where black folks have successfully legislated all over the country. We will protect our hair. Mm-hmm. You will not continue to tell us how we're going to wear our hair. It's crazy. This In 2024, we still having this conversation this about saying. hair. And, and the civil rights issue of our time is going to be that because yeah. what you can't do it because we're not going to let you touch it because we're not going to let you yeah. physically keep us out of the classroom. And what state was and this again? Parent? This is Texas. Texas. And, and his parents didn't want to take him out the school to put him into another school. That's like half the year. That's a long time. It is. Since August. You know what I really think, Jess? I think this is about trying to make a statement. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to, you know, let him unfortunately be the martyr of this cause. But it sounds like he's willing. It's just taking not, a toll on him as not, well. Not at the expense of his education. mental health. Yeah. Yeah, his yeah. education, his mental health, his emotional well-being like that, that or maybe he wants to go to that school maybe his friends are at that school maybe it ain't no fun if you're not yeah I haven't seen y'all since August <laughs> Word up, Jesus but he wants that's maybe he wants to go back and hang with his friends you know that's and he's horrible, willing to man. take that no, well, do it. or just say I, I'm gonna protect my hair at all costs I don't know where else he could go that's the entire school district that has that dress code mm-hmm. um, so speaking of um, America not being a racist country uh, South, the South Carolina um, GOP primary will be this Saturday, mm-hmm. um, the 24th. And Charles Barkley, um, who's not a South Carolina voter, but is very excited to uh, vote for Nikki Haley, had this to say um, when she was on his show on CNN. I want to give all my energy behind your campaign, but I was upset when you made the reference that you didn't think America had racism. 
So first of all, I never said that there was not racism in America. There absolutely is racism in America. I said that America was not a racist country. The premise of America was never to be a racist country. I think the goal was always to have freedom. Now, so, now we stumbled along the way and we've got some parts of our history that were not pretty, mm -hmm. but we got past that. I don't think that our founders wanted us to have a racist country. I don't believe that that's the basis that America sits on. I think it's always to be the best country with the most freedom that allows anybody to be whatever they want to be without government getting in their way or anybody else getting in their way. Angela Rye, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting watch people squirmy-wormy on this subject. I think what's more interesting here is Charles Barkley saying to her, which we didn't roll, Governor, I'm dying to vote for you. So I I said yesterday on Twitter, RIP then, Charles, because she's not going to be in much longer. She might make it to Super Tuesday on March 5th, but it won't be much longer beyond that. I think it's ridiculous to say in this here Black History Month that the founders didn't intend. The founders weren't considering you, Nikki. They weren't considering us. We certainly weren't considering human. human. Like, what are we even talking about? Of course it was built on racism. Chattel slavery is a racist institution. When will politicians just simply say, we can't say America is a racist country because that's not a good electoral strategy? Like, that's really what it's all about. But it doesn't matter if it's uh, Congressman Clyburn, VP Harris, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley. None of them can say America's a racist country because they know that's not a good electoral strategy. Well, here's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. I think that that actually is a good electoral strategy. Really? It's, oh, it's always a good strategy to tell, to the, tell truth. the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Well, like, I think that's first and foremost. We have to get to the point where that's acceptable. Until then, we're going to be dealing stuff like with the Crown absolutely. Act in Texas. But until then, they, mm, yeah. they, the reason they do that is because they, they feel it's not a good electoral strategy. They do feel that way. Yes. Yeah, they do feel that way. So right. I think that's all we have time for. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to some more in the next hour. What are we talking um, about next hour? Well, I want to talk about MAGA red bottoms. Oh, the sneakers, the sneakers. Yeah. See what you got on your feet. Right the mega red bottom. They're Pumas. <laughs> Let me tell you, if I buy a red bottom, it will not be a Trump sneaker. No. Let me be very clear. If I got to spend $400 on a red bottom, it's going to be a Louboutin. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk that next hour. And everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's a Friday. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Jay from Jersey. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Not much, man. It's, you know, happy Friday. You, Charlemagne, Jess. Happy Friday, um, you too, Thank brother. you. Peace, peace. Jess, congrats again on your pregnancy. Uh, me and my fiance are expecting our third baby girl in hey. uh, about four weeks. Thank you so much. Congrats, bro. Congrats on, for y'all, too. Thank you, thank you. It's a truly a blessing, man. I also want to thank you guys for what you guys do every single day. Thank you, oh, brother. Thank you so much, man. Happy Friday. Have a good one, bro. Right, when the baby do? Uh, she do April 1st, but I don't think she's going that long. So hopefully uh, in like three, four weeks. Okay. Oh, yes. That'll be girl number three for you, right? Yes, sir. Girl dad, man. Girl dad. Hey, I got four, my brother. <laughs> enjoy. All right, peace, guys. No, no, not, 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 now you're thinking about all your whole ways back in the day, and you like, damn. <laughs> Chill, man. You're going to get me in trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, bro. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? This is James. 
James, what up? Where you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from uh, North Carolina. Hey, hey uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, but uh, Envy, I wanted to let you know, man. Remember, I, uh, some months back, I asked you if there was anywhere I can get those old mixtapes mm -hmm. from like the '90s. I found them on YouTube, man. I found Cluminati too, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and, and uh, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, I found Dirty Harry too, man. Yo, tell me you remember this mix? Uh, he he starts out with that beat from uh, Biggie Smalls, uh, I Got a Story to Tell. Mm -hmm. He has that going. And for the hook, he uses that old song, uh, Reputation, I Don't, don't care, care About Them Other Girls, Just Be yeah. Good To Me. Yeah, Just Be I'm Good To Me. Yeah, yeah. And he got pop rhyming on it. Man, that joint is, I, I thought I would never hear that blend again. When I found it, I about lost my mind, man. You in 90s and 2000 heaven right now, huh? Oh man, what? Ah, oh, I forgot about that 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 Nas and AZ joint. How you living on your block, man? Does I? How you living on your block? I got it locked. Let this man live, man. This man living his old wild out days. Let him have a good time. Jess is like, I have no idea what they're talking about. No, Jess was like, no. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. Well, have a good one, oh, yeah, man. mixtapes, man. Oh yeah, no doubt. We appreciate y'all. All right, brother. And salute to Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry was one of the illest DJs nah, back then. I don't know. I don't know what Dirty Harry's doing now, but salute to the brother Dirty Harry. Man. I, he he got me wanting to find an old Dirty Harry mixtape now. Yeah, Dirty Harry used to man. He was, he was something else. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Jordan the Welder. How are y'all? Hey, Jordan, Jordan the Welder. I'm so Jordan the Welder. He's gonna turn one in two weeks. Oh, happy birthday Aww. to your little one. Yeah, I'm super excited. We're going to have a birthday party for him. And I think I'm more excited for myself because I've never had a birthday party before. You never had wow. a birthday party in your life? No, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, oh, like I did. Okay, I get it. Yep, yep. So where you doing it? How I'm you doing excited. it? The crib or are you doing Chuck E. Cheese? What you doing? You know what? We rented out an event space at a hotel. Okay. And I, I want y'all to know too, Jordan yep. is really a welder. It's not like Benny the Butcher with Benny don't cut meat. Jordan is actually a welder, That's like right. in real life. <laughs> that is her trade. That's what she does. Mm. Hey, Charlemagne, can you post the link again for the Black Effect podcast merch? It wasn't working for me yesterday. Yeah, I'll post it right now. I'll, I'll DM it to you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All you gotta do is, yeah, all you got to do is go to blackeffect.com. No? Okay. Yeah, if you go to blackeffect.com, the, the merch tab is on there. Yep. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, boo, 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 boo. It's your boy Lovey from the Bronx. Bronx, stand up. This is exactly why everybody from the Bronx needs to be searched when they walk into any facility. <laughs> Good morning to my Breakfast Club family. Good morning, King. Peace, Good morning, brother. Lovey. What up, Lovey? You know, it's my born day weekend. I was born in 75 around the Shala era. 1975? Yes, yes. What you my queen is bringing me to, to the Poconos for the a menage for my birthday weekend, but it's with stipulation. She's telling me her girl can't make me What should I do, Playboy? What Should I pull up and not pull up? Pull out? What, 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 I don't know, man. I'm confused. Why are you, why are you asking me? In Envy. We, yeah. don't got, we don't know nothing Wrong about person, this life. Sir. 
I don't know about this neither. Yeah, <laughs> Justin, you asking the wrong. You asking the wrong people, bro. He asking his kings. He ain't saying <laughs> what's up. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, I want your I want your opinion as well, Jeff. I love you. Why don't Why don't you call Tez? Why don't you call Tez and Figaro, your work wife, and see what she would say? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna do, but she's not in today. I don't know. if She took it off, and she's planning to pull up for my birthday. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what's going on. You know what's so crazy, though. You know what's so crazy. If your wife or your girl told you what it is, then that's what it is. If she told you she don't want you to with the other woman, you can't with the other woman. Mm. It's that simple. Man. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> She's the manager. She's the supervisor. She put it together. She's telling you what it is. We're going to get this menage in, but this is the stipulation. So you either want the menage or not, bro. I got to practice yoga, man. I got. Let me get my yoga in, man. You need some ladies? <laughs> ladies, hit me up on my Instagram and give me some advice. L-O-V-E-Y-X-S. XL860. I need some. Goodbye, Lovey. Listen to your woman, right. Lovey. I know that's right. Okay. Listen to your girl. Yeah, if your woman allows you to get a menage and she says this is the stipulations, you got to listen to your supervisor, that's bro. It, it ain't hard. It ain't difficult. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got Jess with the mess on the way. Yes, we do. We got Jess with the mess on the way. Zeus announced his first script series. So, yeah, Lamella's working out here. Okay. All right. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning on this Friday. Now let's get to Jess with the mess. The news is real. The news is real. Jess Hilarious, 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 Got into the show Love is Blind on Netflix. That's about um, all the blind people find, trying to find. No, love? it's not. No. Oh. So it's uh, it's people that can very much can see. Um, they are finding love, and I'm on season six of it. A lot of people are reacting to the allegations about cast member Jeremy. Um, yesterday it was posted that he had an. He was married. Not no. He was engaged the whole time with a kid. Y'all gotta get into it. You know what I'm saying? I understand y'all old and all that, but y'all gotta get into <laughs> these shows. My daughter man. be watching that man. It's so good. Mm. Um, a woman shared a photo of Jeremy, um, an unidentified woman and a little boy that may be his son. Um, it was confirmed, but I'm gonna just get into it a little bit. Uh, he was in the caption said someone was engaged and living with someone when applying for this. When people asked where she got the picture, she replied from my phone, claiming that the woman and the child are her daughter and grandson. So basically, his original, the uh, his original fiance, her mom actually put this out. Like basically, her future son-in-law. Okay. It, like he's married to my. He's on the show mm-hmm. and he is engaged to be married to my daughter. So maybe he's right? just doing the show for money then. That's what I said. Yeah. But he had responded and said that, no, this is a lie. And then this is what I got to understand. All right, so on the show, he actually is engaged to one of the girls. Her name is Laura. Mm-hmm. Okay. But these people filmed this like a year ago, like over, you know what I'm saying? Like they filmed it a year ago. I get he, it. He's not even with the girl now. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Apparently, he is single now. But also, I think it's interesting, uh, TMZ had actually put the fact that, uh, the mother-in-law or the ex-mother-in-law she said that they had broke up they broke things off in 2022 Mm. so this was two years ago right so he wasn't even with wasn't even with the damn lady um or whatever like they broke things off and then he then he filmed to be with the girl Laura and then he just responded to it and this is what he said one anybody that I was on dates with 
my castmates and in multiple interviews, this topic was discussed. Nobody is surprised by this. It was something that was well-documented, unfortunately. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. 
or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. With all of the footage that is captured, not all of it makes it into the final cut. Two, I did not apply for this while I was living with anybody else. I was out living on my own and I didn't seek this out. I was actually reached out to over Instagram, but I had already been out on my own for a number of weeks at that point. And I was asked if I would like to have a discussion around it. I said, sure, why not? And I don't know, man. I think it would be better if all of them was blind. They feel like they should all be blind. No. You know what I mean? Right now. Like a bunch of blind people looking for love. So they and they don't know see. the looks. It's just based off of listening for love. Listening mm. for love. Yeah. Mm. But what's interesting is so it's a part of the show, right, where they 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 pick the person that they want to marry or mm-hmm. whatever. They get to see them, they go on a vacation, and then they go introduce each other's like families. Yeah. Like no, like they go to the house. They go to each other's house. They go to their hometowns, back to their hometown. Mm-hmm. And when he took the girl Laura to the show, I mean that he was uh, engaged to on the show to the house she was like oh it looks so new in here like it looked like he just moved in so I think like he got an Airbnb mm, like he just running it out you mm. know what I mean so the fact that th- it just came out that he was engaged two years ago to somebody else it it yeah. actually looks like okay like you was already married but nah he said he was single like so he really did nothing wrong and the um the other lady the, the grandmother said that he didn't do anything maybe wrong. that's off awful for still believing these reality shows are real yeah I mean, <laughs> like, I that's what I feel like. I think it might be your fault. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that watch these shows. When you watch these shows, you have to know they're just entertainment. These people, yeah, are, people are tied these, into these the show. People shows. are just acting. Yeah, nah, nah people are tied into it. That's what the is trying to get in the business. Nah, that's not what makes everybody. them love it so much because they feel like they're tied into these Yeah, you got to believe it. But mm-hmm. if, if they feel like it's an actor, you're not going to be tied in as much. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you should start looking at it like it's scripted. 
Wow. Jesus, that story just gave me a headache. But um, because no, I played it baby. out so much more well. <laughs> I played it out so much more well in my head. But anyway, more, in more reality news, Zeus Network CEO announces first scripted series. Uh, Lamel shared a post on Instagram announcing the network's first scripted series. Now, he's partnered up with um, Deion Taylor. Deion Taylor has done... Smoothie Deion. Um, yeah, he's done uh, films like The Intruder with Megan Good and, mm-hmm. and uh, God with the Pretty Anything Eyes. with Michael Ealy. Yeah, yeah. Anything you seen Michael Ealy in in the past four or five years, it was Deion Taylor and Roxanne Hidden Empire. (laughs) So uh, he posted six days ago that... um it's, he has a script. His script series is actually greenlit, and he want people to tag some actors, directors, writers, and producers, and editors, and composers. And um, he's providing a bit more detail or whatever. So he's excited to announce that they they they're partnered, and it's it's about to be up for Zeus. You know what I'm saying? But this, I think, this is what Lamel always wanted to do. He scripted more scripted more, out of reality. More scripted. I think he wanted to start it off reality because that's what grabs people's attention. You know what I mean? Honestly, no, nobody grabs attention like reality shows. Like fighting and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, he wants to expand. Like he's getting into sports, which he also spoke to y'all about mm-hmm. um, when he was up here doing his uh, interview. Did he got a sport now? He got glowed. G- gorgeous ladies are wrestling. All they do is fight. <laughs> all they do is fight. The club. He might as well just turn that into a whole wrestling organization. He should. I mean, I don't know. He could partner up with what like UFC, WWE. I don't know, but he's actually successful in uh, with Zeus. So congratulations on that. I- I'm gonna be watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendy Williams' guardian files uh, guardian files sealed lawsuit against A and E. So basically, Will, Wendy Williams' guardian she um, oh, took legal that action. Pregnancy kicking in. No, it's not. Yes, it's just, it is. That morning sickness <laughs> is crazy. kicking in. <laughs> so they wanted to sue A and E um, to try to stop the the documentary what you smell? from. <laughs> Shut up, what man. Smell, go ahead, Nick. She wanted to sue. I'm not with you. She wanted to sue A because they wanted to stop some of the things that were supposed to be on A and E. It's too late. But it, it airs. Tomorrow. But it airs tomorrow. Yeah, you know tomorrow I mean? Sunday. Yep. But um, who is who is the lady though? Do you, uh, I, I, it just Sabrina Morrissey. I don't know who she is. That, I don't know if she's a family Bro, member. Why y'all be asking me this? I ain't talking. Because you was around her all that time. Bro, I ain't talked to Wendy like that in years. I didn't know she was a family because yeah. it's, it's strange that I have her, no idea who these her, people her brother's not a you know. Her brother, her family, her son, that they don't oversee it and that this lady does. So we figured that you would know who she is. No. Wendy, yeah. God bless Wendy Williams. I send her healing energy always. That I haven't had a relationship with them like that in since 2008. But we're going to ask you anyway. Like, I hope you're in a documentary. I hope you're in a documentary. Wow, that's being a documentary. You probably was around a lot. You was around a lot. <laughs> so and for we'll three see. years. That was a lot. No. From 06 to but, 09. And then, yeah, now you, yeah, no, nah, yeah, you, you Y'all just be making up stuff. Cut it up. Whatever. Yesterday, um, what I found interesting and sad was the video I surfaced the net where her and Black China, Lord who have is known as yeah. Angela right now. We can't call, keep calling her that. That lady don't want to be Black China no more. And she actually, she had a heart to heart moment with. I don't know if Wendy received it, but this was... It was, some, it was heart to something. It wasn't heart yeah, to heart. Yeah, yeah. I've, like, recently been changing my life since, you know, like, we last spoke. You've always been, like, honest with me and, like, put me in my place. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, like, the most motherly, kind way. That's why I love you so much. Because even when I was going through my darkest times, like, you never used that against me, you know? And I'm always being free, like, straight up. You can call my phone whenever. Well, my real name is Wendy Hunter. Hunter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm divorced. He's got no money. I love you. So do I. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, 
That sounds like Wendy to me. But I, I love, love you. So, so do I. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. I mean, it's it, it makes you look at your life and say, damn, you just want people around you that you really love regardless of what you go through. Th- through the ups, through the downs. Yeah. You want to make sure that you are okay. I mean, some things are just out of your control. And there's nothing you can do about dementia. And dementia nope. is something that impacts so many families. And this is one of the most high-profile black celebrities that I can recall having dementia publicly out like this yeah yeah absolutely you know, so, so maybe this is happening to shine a light on dementia because dementia doesn't just impact the people who have it it impacts the family and friends who love them but you yeah. know so maybe maybe it, it will shine a light on dementia and we'll start having conversations about dementia and it'll be support groups for people that are yeah. you know dealing with folks with dementia who yeah. knows but I, I always say this when, when somebody does get old and they do get dementia how do you know that that person would have wanted that out there like that? That's what I think. I think all you know this I, mean? is, I think it's garbage the way that they're exploiting uh, Wendy through this documentary. And that's my point. Like, you, know? you, you look at Wendy and, and you see how she was without her wig on. And Wendy was fabulous. And, and there's certain things. I just mm-hmm. don't know if Wendy would have wanted like that. I, 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 you I, know? I think it's wack. It's very sad. I mean, it seems like she's stuck in a time. I don't think she received anything that Angela really said. Although it was heartfelt. And although Angela meant every word of it, she just was like... I, you know, it's just really sad. You want me to go get the trash can for you? No. My sure? grandmother has dementia, and it's actually really sad. Sometimes she's in and out, too. Yes, a lot. My grandmother, a comedian, though, she's still funny. So sometimes she be she be cool. Sometimes she not. So. It's this, you know, with your grandmother, does she tell the same stories over, and, over, and, over, over. and over and over Yo, and over again? Are they good jokes? No, is that actually crazy? Because, like, my little cousin, he had passed away, right? Like, like two weeks ago. And... She called my dad to tell my dad that he passed because he left uh, he left her house and then he passed away, right? And then she called an hour later to tell my dad again. And my dad is like, yo, you just told me. like." And then she'll call an hour like, later. Yeah. And then another hour like, later. How many times did he die? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, <laughs> like she laughed. It's not funny, you know what I'm saying? But, it, it's like, right. But I in our it. family, like, we, we can laugh about we it because she'll laugh thing, about yeah. it. And then she'll, you know, she got ways that she handle it. But like. But your dad got to have a little bit more patience too because he knows she got dementia. But at first you don't because you it, it, no, it's, it's a little yeah. annoying at first. Yeah, and then you got to yeah. get used to it. Yeah. Why is it annoying? Because you call every 15 minutes. But imagine how annoying it is to have dementia. But my no, but you, you don't you don't think about it. You just honestly, it's the first time it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then so he, you you start calling. And my grandmother is aware because she'd be like, "Well, you know what's going on. Sometimes I'm in, sometimes I'm out. Don't be all right. Whatever. I can tell you, he died eight times. It don't matter. You gonna grieve with me all eight times. <laughs> True. I don't care. She don't care. But that's just how it is. We mm-hmm. just have a different way of receiving it. That's and right. that's just with the mess and the morning sickness. Mm. Oh, shut up, man. All right. When we come back, <laughs> Angela Rye will be joining us for front page news. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. You're locked into the Breakfast Club. I know French Montana joining us this hour. And um he got a, he got mac and cheese five out. And I do like this record, but I don't want to hear this at seven in the morning, bro. No. No. And you be angry all day for no reason. Oh man. Like why? I'm mad hearing him do that. Like, why are you shooting at us? Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Morning, Miss Ra. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so since we already angry about it, let's just keep it going. <laughs> the Alabama Senate is busy doubling down in America's racism with the introduction of an anti-diversity, equity, and inclusion bill earlier this week. Um, this bill. Well, actually, let's, let's listen to this local news report from WVTM 13. I got that right, Eddie. Let's roll that sound. Seven to three. The bill receives a favorable report. Thank you to the sponsor. Thank you, committee, and we're adjourned. 
Republican Senator Will Barfoot wrote Senate Bill 129. He says it will prohibit public entities from promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion programs that he says also relate to divisive concepts. Nothing in this act prohibits or prevents students, faculty, organization or, or associations from hosting DEI programs or discussions that may involve divisive concepts so long as no state funds are used. Mayor Randall Woodfin didn't hold back asking state lawmakers why would they block fair representation and opportunities for all people. He says he'd help minority athletes and their parents find schools outside the state that prioritize diversity and inclusion if the bill passes. Adding, if supporting inclusion becomes illegal in this state, hell, you might as well stand in front of the school door like Governor Wallace. Okay, mm. so here's the thing. That what they call a divisive concept, let me just give you all an example, that slavery and racism are aligned with the founding principles of the United States. That's one of the divisive concepts that would ban you from getting any funding for DEI-related programs. Randall Woodfin, of course, is the Birmingham mayor, and him weighing in on this and saying that he would urge athletes to go to other states despite being a lifelong Bama fan, I think speaks volumes. It is the very thing my dad has spent his lifetime talking about. If our athletes would go to other schools mm -hmm. because they don't respect us, how are you going to do DEI on the football team but not in any other educational principle? Anyway, mm -hmm. I think that is a thing, and hopefully other um, Southern mayors will take note and protest in the same way. Of course, it has not passed. It was just introduced this week, but they're doing this um, all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, we can move right along to Lennard's favorite, the MAGA Red Bottoms. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump after he got pair. this oh you gonna get two pair that's what we doing this morning you're gonna yeah. march your way to destroying democracy that's interesting let's roll Jesus. this sound I was on social media last night very interesting as you see black support eroding from Joe Biden this is connecting with black America because they love sneakers they're into sneakers they love the you know this is a big deal certainly in in the inner city so when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Yeah. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, Will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. It's a lot of nuance there, though. Because he is right. If you do go out there and you buy uh, Trump sneakers for $400, you probably all go vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, committed. And meanwhile, your dumb ass is yeah, <laughs> right. talking about, I'm going to get you. Oh, well, I'm just joking. Well, you're you, just you can't joke now. You should be very clear. Yeah, like on the record, are you going to buy a pair of Trump sneakers? Um, he introduced. It depends what the resale value. Thank you. If I can buy them for four hundred and sell them for two grand, but that's playing. but that's the truth. I mean, you're sitting here joking, but <laughs> our culture and our people would definitely do that. They will buy for four hundred. Not just our people, though. Sneakerheads come in all colors. But I'm talking about our people. We're talking about here the culture, like the guy just said about our culture. Yes, we would buy that for four hundred and flip it. They would sell it for eight thousand. The resale value is crazy. That's what I'm saying. They would sell it for eight thousand. Also, ain't nobody thinking about no politics when it comes to that. Nope, that's a flip. You know, I'm just telling y'all. I don't know if it's still this. French Montana song, but I'm real angry right now with the direction of this conversation. Yeah, I'm about to do 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 y'all. That's just good business. Hold on. We're talking about this man has introduced the sneaker at Sneaker Con in Philly last week. He's getting Smart. Met, met with booze, met with booze though, and he also is doing this right on the other side of getting slapped with a verdict in this state. Yes, but listen, you said he got met with booze, but then his sneaker sold out. 
So uh, you know what I'm saying? Numerous four thousand, four thousand tickets sold out. Four thousand. Allegedly, this is Donald Trump's. This is the same man that the reason why he got hit with the lawsuit here is um, because he had it, an illegal un- evaluation on his property. I'm with you. I understand all of that. All okay, of- so I just want to be clear. Okay, y'all buy any sneakers? Depends what the resale. <laughs> I, I just want to understand. No, 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 Sunday saying Literally. that this was the end of democracy. This ain't got if nothing to do with democracy. We talking about does. sneakers and reselling sneakers. If this dude well, no. can overcome this verdict by paying for it with the money of the poor people who he's built this campaign on. Angela, 70 plus million people voted for him. He has I under- support. I, I understand yes. that, but he also is going to continue to get support if we play about what this is. No, this I is think he's, very he, serious. He's already and got this support. man is on TV talking about this is the way to reach us. The way to reach us from, uh, <laughs> In terms of our votes and democracy and moving this country forward, it's not through buying no damn sneaker. I agree, mm-hmm. and it's not by uh, getting on Arsenio Hall and playing the saxophone either. I agree it's with that. About, it's not about uh, you know Congress wearing can take cloth and taking a knee either. But yeah, I don't, I'm just I, saying, I, I I'm think, just saying they all do corny I, stuff. I, I, and this I, and is I, not just corny. Yes, this is dangerous. You posted a clip this morning Uh-oh. about the guy with, with the Trump, the Trump supporter at CPAC saying we're destroying democracy. I agree with you. So listen, this is what I want us to do. Okay, instead of just getting upset and getting emotional sometimes we should listen to these people well y'all should have played that song no. <laughs> sometimes we should listen Man. to these people because mm-hmm. I will say yeah. I do agree with him in regards to Trump having a better handle on culture and that's just because of how society has shifted Donald Trump is a celebrity he's been a pop culture icon since the 80s now that politics is pop culture Trump is killing Biden from an entertainment perspective so in this era culture does Trump politics Democrats need to tap into culture a lot more I agree this, with tapping this, into culture, but I think we have to start distinguishing culture from um, um, an, a fascination with rich. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this man is broke because he's also not properly. I don't think it's got nothing to do with rich. I think it has everything to do with that. Black, black people, white people, everybody in between aspire to have something they don't. One of, There's a book that was written back in the day called What's the Matter with Kansas? Mm-hmm. The very premise is that you are voting your dream and not your reality. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. I don't want to get well, that Politicians sell culture. so many dreams. That's what they do. I, I think that's, this is dream selling season. But he's and, not just—he's not just selling the dreams of a politician. He's also selling like, sneakers. oh, if you, yeah, sneakers, and you can be like me, you can be rich like me, and that's all an illusion. And I also want to say, black support isn't just eroding from the Democratic Party; it's eroding from politics. Period. Period. Yeah, but people think people think just because Joe Biden might be losing support amongst amongst black uh, support <laughs> that people are going over to Trump. No, that's not the case. I agree. They're not going over. People to Trump. are just people are just disgusted with the whole political process. I agree with Period. that. I'm just going to say I really love you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, I love, love this too. banter. I love that you call him out on plan. Because now I don't really know a lot about politics, so I ain't going to say it, act like I do, but I'm just like, go, 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 Angela, because damn, boy. This is regular, folks. No, I love this. This is great. This is how our this phone calls start. Always. And, and we I don't even it. have a French Montana song. Always. We got a lot of shout outs in front page news. But for the record, okay, nobody is buying Trump sneakers in this room, but... If you can buy them for four hundred and the retail value is just two thousand, go get your money. Leave it okay, at that. Okay, go get your profit. money. Go get your money. You know what? You sending these people? That's the truth. You sit. Let me tell you. And if they sign, they're going for four thousand. 
Woo! You guys, I just <laughs> I want to tell you right now the that hood need the money. We me, need food on the let table. Let me tell and we you, need a roof you guys do not head, listen to Envy and Lenar. They're hey, rich. Man, do not listen business. to them. Mm-hmm. Y'all that, go that, slip around here and be off a cliff. That don't have nothing to do with being rich. That's good business. Don't listen to if them. You can buy the shoe for four hundred and sell them for four thousand. That, but they're saying if. You got, y'all gonna put the cash thing do 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 to this whole there's, breakfast there, club there, show. There's, there's a resale value. I looked it up. They're on eBay now. They're going for two thousand on eBay. Come on, man. They sold forty pair last week, and the ones that were signed went for now. more money. You guys, this went That's really business. left. All right. Maybe I'm saying really right. Come on now. It's a mess. All right. Well, that <laughs> is... Insurrection sneakers. Way to go, guys. News. Way to go. The most Way to go, guys. Them insurrections. Do, 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 do. Them Trump sixes. Them January sixes. Them 1776 Morning everybody, it's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God, we are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Rich Dirty Bronx. <laughs> Rich Dirty Bronx. <laughs> French <Rich> Montana. <laughs> what up, uh, French? How you doing, my brother? You know where that intro came from, right? You know who called me that? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm right doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were in iHeart, right? We were in Vegas. And I was like, yo, French, you was a... <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm proud of you. You was a Dirty Bronx. Oh, damn, man. That's what I said. But I was so proud of him because I didn't see French come up from the slums. Like, you know, People talk about where they came from and, and the things that they did, but French used to be in the dirty BX clubs and the dirty Brooklyn clubs and the dirty Queens clubs making the DJs play his music. And he was never... That was French. That's where you would see French. I'm like, damn, you came a long way yeah, to... I, I, yeah, I to, to I Vegas stages. before that. Yeah. I saw him right before that. Yeah. When Max was... <laughs> no, I mean, the, the never ignorant getting goals accomplished, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Coke Boys, creation of kings everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you already got it prepared when you have to go to God. <laughs> you already prepared. They gonna, if they ever need to use this, this is what they're going to use. And that's one of my favorite joints on the album, which is the, the intro. It's, it's yeah, called yeah. Dirty Bronx. Thank you, thank and, you, And bro. you kind of talk about everything, where you came from, everybody talking sampled, all, um, the ish you about you. on that? Um, OC. OC. Yeah, yeah, time's OC. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. talk about everybody, people comparing you to Chinks and, and, yeah. and Max with the Wave and, and all that. So I think that's that's one of the, the dopest joints on there. But thank why you. Mac and Cheese 5 and what took so damn long, French? I felt like, you know, I needed I needed to get everything out the way then go back to the mixtape vibes. I feel like the game, I always try to go where the, where the puck is going, not where the puck is at. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like the game need mixtapes. I feel like we lost. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T. 
who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A lot of, you know, it's like that feeling is not there no more. It's like, you know, like albums is, is dope. Everybody's getting used to it. I feel like the mixtape game, just like I want to hear the Wayne mixtapes. I want to hear Wiz Khalifa drop orange, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I just, you know, just want to get back to that vibe, and I want to lead, lead the wave with the mixtapes. I like how you set the tone with Dirty Bronx. Why did you feel the need to confront, like, all the negativity that's been directed towards you because i wanted to get that out the way so mm -hmm. we could focus on the music mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like you know it's like i learned from 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 eminem you know the tactics he used i learned mm -hmm. from you know jay when he did 444 and i learned from you know i'm like a student of the game so it's like you know this is this is me interviewing myself in my own album just in case you know because you got your fans but then you also got your haters that listen to your music mm -hmm. so the haters gonna hear themselves in there and your fans gonna be right there like i told you Mm. So it's like that's the kind of vibe I was going with, you know. Why okay. I ended on five? When, five because we do need more mixtapes. Why? Why are you ending it on five? Man, because I just wanted to give it my all and just leave it the right there. One, yeah, 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 and just start okay. something new. But you never know, you know. Jay Z made the black album and he and he backed out of it, and, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like you never know. Oh, so this is a retirement album? I just no, thought this was the no, end no, of the no, series. No, just oh. the, the end of the series. Mixed okay, the mixtape yeah, yeah. series. What do you do to make all your money, French? Me? Yeah. Man, I just hustle. I've been hustling for a long time. I mean, we know. You, you ain't listen to Dirty Bronx? How many albums he sold? How many records he sold? I know sold? that. <laughs> By the way, that, that was the beauty of Dirty Bronx because you put a lot of things in perspective. I, I yeah. think I had knew that you was the most screamed African-born artist. Yeah. But I didn't know you had sold that many records. Yeah, what, I mean, hundred was... million? No. Yeah, like 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 a hundred million between mines and all the features that I was yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you figure like. Unforgettable alone is like thirteen million. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. just like, oh my you know, god, that's, yes. that's, that's like by itself. <laughs> so, but I mean, man, I've been on some big record. My catalog is crazy. Yeah, but you say on the album, you say people think it's just your features. Yeah, but you the main feature. Yeah, because okay. you know, you, you still look at the all the way ups, and you look at like you know what I'm saying, like the loyal with Chris mm -hmm. Brown and all those, like you know, like I was part of some big features, and 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 you know, like the catalog is bad. I still ain't selling yet. I'm thinking about selling that, just buying mm -hmm. like this building across the street from me. Right, mm -hmm. right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. How much you think your catalog worth? I don't know, but I always felt like you know, if somebody's trying to buy something from you, mm -hmm. then guess you know, then then how much money are they gonna make? Ain't nobody right. buying that to take a loss. Yeah. So you know, I always looked at it like that. At w at one time, well, if if you know French, you know when when French goes out and, and he knows you. He, he's gonna invite you to his party, right? That's who French yeah. is as a person. Like, if, if y'all smoking, y'all smoking together. Y'all drinking, he's gonna take care of you. He's gonna make sure you're good. Then there was one time where you just stopped, right? Because you said you had to get back healthy. Yeah, you yeah. stopped drinking, you stopped smoking. Are you still in that, that phase and no more drinking or smoking? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. You know, you know when you sit across from like a billionaire or something, you know, as soon as you take that sip of liquor or take that puff of weed, like you're already richer than him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... I just and I had to focus up. We lost a lot of money, made a lot of bad business deals. We, you know, might might have overslept and lost a bag. Might have did this, might have did that. You know, and I got a chance to make some generational wealth and change generations down. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, let me just focus up and not not leave no bags on the table. Well, you ever fear for? I know a lot of artists say that sometimes they feel like that drug or that alcohol puts them in the right zone. Will you ever fear for like, damn, if if I don't drink like I used to or I don't smoke? That I, I might not be in the same zone as I was in making pop that, or you ain't worried about nothing, or you know some of those other records. Um, 
Man, I've been popping perks for like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Oxy's perks, drinking this 20 years. It, it got to the point where I wasn't getting drunk or high anymore. Right. Like now I'm I'm higher than I was when I was taking the drugs. It's just like my body just like, you know, it's like in shock. But I, I feel like making music is a passion, is love. It had nothing to do with drugs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was just the drugs kept the negative around me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the people... I lost people when I stopped doing drugs. I didn't lose the passion. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you drink and you take drugs, you let, you know what I'm saying? You let the devil in. You let, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're, like, I was inviting everybody and everybody wasn't inviting me. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody um, um, had motives and some of them had the negative. I mean, I, I don't mind helping people that have motives. You know what I'm saying? We that's, that, that, that's how we get our blessings. But there's people that have motives that have negative motives towards you. I help anybody that have a positive motive towards me. So I feel like I was letting the negative and the positive, and that's why things started happening and this and that. Yeah. What about your passion for sleeping with rappers' wives? That's inviting the devil Damn. in too, French. Huh? <laughs> come on, you say on the album. Oh, Smash Brothers. Yes, we heard. Yeah, come on. And that's nah, crazy. You, you, been, you were the number <laughs> one sniper. Don't nobody say hi like a <laughs> 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 you say <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's where hand came from. Because <laughs> you are. They would be in the club and they'd be like, you know, people try to do business deals in the middle of the club. They'd be like, hand. <laughs> so 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 let me tell you the story about that. Okay. Me and Drake was first working on the record. Another you know, sniper. Yeah, working on the record. Mm -hmm. The first line he said, he was like, on double MG, I'll f a rapper's wife. He was like, we should start off like that. Then I just took it and I just ran with it and I just made the first line that. But what that got to do with doing it in real life, though? Huh? What that got to do with actually? <laughs> what that got to do with actually? No, no, rappers' wives it, in real life. No, honestly, I never did. I never nobody wife. Okay, okay. No rapper wife. Okay. No. So it's just rap, rap cat. Nah, oh, yeah, it's rap cat. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, we got more with French Montana, huh? When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yep, we're still kicking it with BX's own French Montana DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne. You, you, you also on Dirty Bronx, you talk about buying your block, but you said that Nipsey, the Nipsey situation made you made you pause. Yeah. Can, can you elaborate on that? I feel like watching that video with Nip was like one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. All he was trying to do was just try to change his neighborhood and just bring some, some, some great things back and try to buy his block. Mm -hmm. And I feel like watching that scared me away from trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Look what happened to Chinks. Chinks got shot in Queens. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Look what happened... You know, to a lot of people that don't have a name, you know what I'm saying? A lot of fallen soldiers. So I was just like, you know what? Why I come back and do that when I'm just seeing everybody around me just fall into it? Damn. So how, how did you overcome that? Or have you overcome that? I went to Calabasas. But I'm still but, but but I still come back. But it just you know, at the end of the day it's just you know, it always come you know, it always come from the inside. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta be careful how you you know how you let people get you know get in contact with you or touch you. You can't be just easily touched or easily get in contact with easily so anybody can pull up on you to do anything to you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to be like a hawk on top of the mountain, just watch your prey. Whenever you want something, you just go handle your business mm -hmm. and dip. I feel like that's like advice for anybody that that's making real money. That got a lot of jealousy that come from yeah. where we come mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There should, should never be a situation where somebody can go to the <clears throat> to the block and see you at a store or this and that when you do, you know some people. What Jay Z said, broke doesn't want no cash. They just want to kill you. What a name! But even moving to Calabasas, I mean, Pop got got in in Cali. Nah, nah, you're not getting through this security. I live next door to Chris Jenner, next door to Cross Street from J Lo, Will Smith down the block. His kids walking up, like you're not gonna get through. They know about that. But at the end of the day, Pop had no security. Pop had a gun on him. Pop had the wrong people around him. 
I was supposed to meet up with Pop that night. He had a party at his what? crib. Yeah, we were supposed to meet up. I, w- I went to the strip club, and after the strip club, we were supposed to go to his house because he sent everybody the address for the party. You know what I'm saying? He he had and he had put that post up a couple of hours before. You know, he had no security. And even when I first went to L.A., when you go to the hills, it's like they don't have no no gated communities. It's just yeah. like the fences, like the size of your hip, and then you just mm-hmm. jump right over them, you know? So he was supposed to have a party that night? That night he was supposed to have a party. Yeah. Oh, so that's why people had the Addy. It wasn't just that no, everybody was, was saying it was a post on Instagram. Yeah, he was sending Addies to us, <laughs> yeah. me, and to everybody else that was there. But got you, got you, got you. Yeah, he, he he had posted the um the Mary um package that was sent to him. Yikes! Yeah, that's it. I got that right. I want, yeah. So what happened with Drake on the album? Because I know you and Drake made made a lot of music. You said but what yeah. happened on, the, on this project? Yeah, yeah, we did. But we got the documentary coming out in June. Mm-hmm. And um, he executive producing it, so we're just gonna push the records back to them. Did he have to choose? Cause it, it, it felt like, and I'm just listening to Mac and Cheese. It, in a way, it felt like I'm like, did Kanye EP this, or is he just on a, a few records? No, nah, I mean, me and Kanye was locked in for like a month. Okay. He had he had rented out the hotel for like a month, and we knocked out a bunch of bunch of records. And the sound, it was, it, it, we was doing like two different sounds. When I was coming in, we was doing the sample vibe, that whole like. You know him producing and like the whole graduation sound, mm-hmm. but then this, the new sound he got now, it was something that he was working on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, bro, I'm gonna just take these records and I'm gonna just put them on Mac and Cheese Five because Mac and Cheese Five got a certain sound. Even Bryson Taylor, he sent me like this this Afro beat vibe. And I was like, yo, bro, send me that grimy one. He sent me one. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a certain sound we was going for for Mac and Cheese Five. What was it like working with today's version of Kanye? Mac. I mean, when it comes to music, I don't, I don't feel like you get too many versions from him. You just get the music. Same. You know? Yeah, I don't feel like you get too many versions from him. I just, I feel like he's, he's what entertainment is. He, I mean, I feel like being so unpredictable is like, is entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Not when that shit costs you billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, we spoke about it on the song too. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but man, he said, he said I lost eight billions to get the chains off my neck. Only to try to put them back on. <laughs> only to only to apologize and say I'll give y'all twenty percent. Like, come on, man. cut it out, <laughs> man. I ain't gonna lie, Kanye's on Mac and Cheese Five. He's on there a few times. The West Side Gun is hard. That's hard. Yeah, that's, very hard. that's hard. That's hard. You also spoke on uh, the, the the Dirty Bronx record about how New York DJs never used to play your music and you had to go down south to get your recognition. Yeah, I talk about that like all that, the time. But yeah, that's exactly that. what he said. Yeah, he said like that. That's exactly what he said. He said I had to go down there to get popping, chop him down. Because y'all wasn't playing his music. I always yeah, supported so. If you think about the, the the last few people from New York that became big time, uh-huh. New York wasn't really supporting them like that in the beginning. Nah. Nikki, Nick, not Nikki. Not the ASAP mob. Not ASAP. Not, not you. Nah. I don't even know. Maybe maybe Cardi because it was a little They supported Cardi. Yeah, they supported Cardi. They supported Cardi. I mean, they supported Cardi after they saw so many artists make it without them. They was like, you know what? We got to pick a side right now. 50? 50's another one? Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. Why is that, Envy? Why don't New York DJs? Why weren't y'all supporting y'all on? Don't say y'all. I supported Fifth. I supported French. (laughs) I supported all of them. Yeah, I had like the whole Cocaine City era. Mm -hmm. Then I had my whole Max B era. Mm -hmm. Then I had, then I went down South and made Chopper down. Mm -hmm. Then I was like like scorching hot then I then I was like you know what New York ain't show me no love let me go down south mm-hmm. then I made I made Shot Caller after Max B got locked up because I was so much blackballed because everybody turned their back on me because Max B was just tearing everybody ass up Yep. and after he got locked up he just left me with the blackball I was just like so I was just locked in with Harry Fraud and we made Shot Caller it was like I got put into a corner and it was like yo is he that I'm gonna fight through this with music or I'm just gonna 
just be like, you know what? You remember that kid? You used to have mm-hmm. mixtapes with Max. So I was just like, you know, but it took me 10 years. It was like, oh, two, I dropped the first Cocaine City to oh, nine. That's when I got signed. You think a lot of that's because people didn't think you serious as a rapper? Because they remember you as the DVD at, guy? At first. Yeah. At first, but but the DVDs, you know, there was a time where Envy had an artist. Red Cafe? Red Cafe. Yep. It was a time where, where, where Clue had Fab. It was a time where... Mm. where um, K-Slay had Pab. K-Slay, K-Slay had, had Pab. Greenland had Uncle Murder. Uncle Murder. Yeah, yeah Coconuts. So, yep. so nobody was letting nobody rap. Mm-hmm. So this one guy named Smack came out with the most brilliant idea Smack ever, movie. bringing all the rappers, and he was putting Shay Davis on it. Yep. I was like, yo, I know all the drug dealers. I know all the rappers. Let me make Cocaine City DVD. And I'm putting myself in the middle, how you put Shea Davis. People didn't know I was the one making Cocaine City DVD. People thought it was somebody else making it, and they was putting me in it. So by the time the fifth volume came, Akon called to sign me. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't even know I was the, the DVD guy with this mm-hmm. and that. So, But the whole object the whole time was for me to be a rap star. You know what I'm saying? So I was making the money... We would make Cocaine City DVD. We would make 30,000 30, copies, $5 a piece. You'd make about a quarter million to half a million dollars and promoting myself. Wow. So people was paying Smack $50,000 to get on Smack DVD every time. Mm-hmm. I was making $300,000 to $500,000 every volume and I was putting myself on there. By the time the fifth volume came, it was just like, so I was always ahead of myself, like, you know what I mean, from, from, like, from the beginning. So by time, a half a million dollars a DVD? But you know, you put it right back into it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So you was always investing, investing for the big picture. So by the time Akon signed me. That when he gave you the fake watch? Oh man, shout out to my brother Akon. <laughs> <laughs> the second watch was fake too. Second one was, both of them were fake? Damn. I ain't gonna do that. Damn. Shout out to Akon. Uh, um, but you know, we had a shopping deal. Then after that, the shopping deal didn't work because he had Lady Gaga and this and that. Whatever, whatever didn't work. But you know, I appreciate Akon just for the for the opportunity. Then after that, that's when I got with Max B and this and that. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's what it was. But How's Max doing? Is because I know there was rumors that he was coming out last year. Yeah, he just put coming home on his page. So we all waiting. We are, yeah, we we all waiting. Mm-hmm. How do you introduce Max B back to this era of hip hop? He is this era of hip hop. Mm-hmm. He is the most one of the most viral. Max B's like the wave guy. Like nah, that's he's a like silver surfer. He like. Remember back then he was he was viral off off YouTube. We would just sit there and watch YouTube mm-hmm. and just go just go ham. So mm-hmm. it's like you know it's, it's the same thing. It's just YouTube on, on in the app. I wanted to know when um how's Diddy? Have you spoke to Diddy? How's Diddy doing? Because I know you were, you assigned to Diddy at one time. Yeah, yeah, I spoke um I spoke to him in New Year's. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him in New Year's. Checked on him. He's doing great. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We're still kicking it with French Montana. His album is out today, Mac and Cheese 5. Charlemagne? You you embrace a lot of um, young artists from the Bronx, too. Like, you got, yeah, yeah, you got, sure. you got a shout few of them on this project. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout, um, shout out to D-Thang. Shout out to Ken Zoshi in the back. They both from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I got I got 41. They're from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. 41, yeah. Yeah, they're on the album. 41. Juice, Jen Carter too. Yeah, yeah, Jen Carter. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Right, what, what makes you want to embrace the, the young generation like that? Man, I always looked at myself like the bridge to the music game. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could always tap in with with the Kanyes, you know what I'm saying, the Jays or whatever it is, and still tap back in with the with the pop smokes, the Schmurders, and do this, do this, and that. I felt like I was always like the bridge in between. Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with the artists now? Because you've seen everything. I mean, you didn't see shootouts. You didn't see death. You didn't see so much because if you've been there. Yeah. But you also do know part of your music is being there. Yeah. And, and being able to write that and rap that and all that, you know? 
Like I'm saying, you're going you, you're going to do that, but but sometimes you get caught up too much in that. Man. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you come home from from jail, you want to live the life, you want to do this, do that. I mean, it's just when 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 things happen to people, they never expected to happen. That's why it happened. Yeah. When things happen to people, you never expected it to happen. That's why it happened. Mm-hmm. Chanks would have never went to that hookah spot 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. In the morning by himself. If, if he, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, he has security. He has security. Yeah, he has security when I'm in everything. Well, he got shot. It was in the car, so I mean. Yeah, he got yeah. shot six times in the car. Yeah, he has secu- he has security when I'm in everything. It was four in the morning, leaving a hookah spot, going chasing the joint on the side of a road. It's like you know what I mean. Like he didn't expect that to happen. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, so what's up when, when you think about all of the violence that you've seen? Were you afraid to sign drill rappers? Hell no. We was drilled before the drill. Because everybody was saying, like, there was a period it felt like labels were about to back we away from drill. We were drill music before drill music. Me and Max B, we yeah. had beef with the whole New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you don't think drill is a sound. It's just a... a it's a, a lifestyle. A, a lifestyle Chicago, energy. Yeah, Chicago is like that. So what, what is drill, D-Thing? What is drill right now? Yeah, so how drill is like anybody do it like you could just come from college and just had a whole good life and just drill rap now like just do that now mm-hmm. wasn't like that for me when I was come feel me we had to really do it like but that's the problem though <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like a lot of rap like you saw Fat Joe say 95% of his lyrics were lies not this new generation nah he started drilling bro okay, you can't lie that's bad but you can't lie I really live. I really was rapping what I really lived. So, so what's next for y'all? What's next? What's next for the artist? Because I know usually you do compilation and you you coke boy compilation. Yeah, we gonna do coke boy seven. He got um he just dropped like two singles. Mm-hmm. I might do a video today too. Yes, yeah. yeah oh, he, nice. Nah, he nah he moving like you no. Know, he, he, he came to my crib. Songs and ten videos. I love it. Yeah, came to my crib in L. A. I go to sleep. I wake up eight in the morning. I hear all this noise. I'm like, yo, what's happening? Like y'all, y'all just called the camera guy. We shooting the video. I'm like, yo, bro, it's eight in the morning. French is still one of those guys that call me at six o'clock in the morning about records and your records and, and your records. Every every couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, mm-hmm. French is gonna hit me. And they always say, did your number change? I'm like, no, my number ain't changed. <laughs> That's how you've had longevity, right, French? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Consistent. That's but they, they still got you under the microscope, though, French, because didn't they, didn't they search your uh, your PJ yeah. in Columbia? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, but they were, it was like the, you know, the, whole, the whole Coke Boy thing. They probably Googled the name and seen Coke Boy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know. Wow. And it was in Cali. It was like the capital of cocaine. Damn. Yeah. So they I mean, didn't have no reason? They just... No, they didn't have no reason. And you couldn't do nothing. Nothing yet. about it. God damn. I just see the dogs walking up, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> you thought it was funny? Yeah, because I ain't have you nothing in there. Hell yeah. And you don't get enough credit for the community service you do. I mean, this around the world. Yeah. You donated 500 canoes? Yeah, to Makoko. It's crazy. It's like the city that's under the waters is crazy. Like I never been nowhere that's like that. It's like you, you take a canoe from like un, from like the bridge side, and it and you like you, you you stay on the canoe for like a half an hour, and you just approach this city that's all underwater. Mm. Like nah, it's crazy. Like yeah, like half of the half of the cribs under the water, then like only like the two floors up, and people just nah, the living was crazy. When I went there, I think like three hundred thousand people. I don't know, uh, I don't know how it got like that, but it's one of them wonders of the world. Oh, she said, was it a flood or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the history, but it was just a blessing to see that. and a blessing it, yeah. to see that I could help. The same thing with Uganda. We went and opened up a hospital over there. 
Same thing with Morocco. We went thousand. Yeah. yeah. Quick relief fund. Yeah, for the, for Morocco. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the Bronx. Open up school program. I mean, whenever we get a chance to give, we always gonna give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what. Real, it, was, it was it true that you said that J Cole was supposed to executive produce my first Who's album? First? Yeah. Yeah. J Cole heard heard my first album in in Miami. We was all in Trina house and I was playing it for him. And he was like, "Yo, bro, let me executive produce it." Then we was on tour with um Club Paradise tour with Drake. Mm-hmm. So we all just jumped on tour. But honestly, part of me was like, yo, I'm going to let him just put his name on it. But if I'm going to do an album with J. Cole, I'm going to want J. Cole to do it with me from the beginning so I could benefit from the J. Cole experience. Mm-hmm. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials 
cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what I'm saying? I come to him with an album already done. Like, yo, just slap your name on it. Who you think mm-hmm. you have better chemistry with, Cole or Drake? I feel like Drake for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you like y'all like sniper yeah. one and two. Y'all go back and forth. Nah, Drake, yeah, yeah, Drake. Nah, Drake, my twin, man. That's that's my bro. Me and him definitely got better, better chemistry. Just just because you know when Drake first came and people didn't really know who he was, he came and you know the New York and this and that, and we met up and again in Miami when I was doing Ross um album, we did Stay Scheming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Drake first heard it. When Ross played it for him And he was like Yo I heard the whole album I want to do this joint mm. You know what I'm saying and, and and just like We're building out From Pop Dad To you know The whole thing I felt like like It was it was more natural That's crazy That's two of Drake's Best verses well, Pop, even and Pop Dad Yeah, yeah. Not definitely It was it was, it was was moments mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying It was moments That was crazy Who smashed more Kardashians You or Drake Jesus Christ Okay Huh? And Mac and cheese <laughs> Mac and cheese What you want to get into? <laughs> what song you want to hear? Um, I mean, since we got Drill in the building, let's go to that 41 song. All right, well, we appreciate you for joining us. Man, thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Mac and Cheese 5, make sure you get it. It's out today. Salute to D-Thing, salute to Kenzo B. Yes. Yep, and it's the For real, for real, New York in the building. Ciao. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get I'm, to I'm Jess. I'm only, I'm only uh, uh, having conversations with French Montana and D-Thing and uh, Kenzo B after after 5 o'clock from now on. After 5 p.m. from now on. He sound like Young and May. Kenzo, I mean, not Kenzo. Uh, uh, D-Thing. D-Thing. Yeah. Mm. I like it. It's a cool vibe. Mm. Okay. 
That shouldn't be an insult. You sound just like him. Okay. Well, let's get to Jess with the meats. Jess is real. 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 Jess is going to bring numbers. Jess with the mess. And this is real. On the Breakfast Club. I know they know the distance. Keep it a stop. Yesterday, Normani shared a cover art and the name of her long-awaited debut album. She revealed the name of her album is called Dopamine, but she didn't share the release date or anything like that. Um, now, we know Normani from Fifth Harmony, but since she left the group, she's been only doing like uh, features and things like that, you know, singles, but she's never dropped the album. So this is really, really big for her. Her fans have been awaiting this. Um, but what is sad is while she was working on the album, both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer. Her mom oh, damn. had, yeah, her mom had her second battle with cancer while she was recording the album. And right after her mom was like going through treatment, um, after her mom finished treatment in 2021, her father got diagnosed with cancer. So it was, you got to imagine like in the middle of creating a body of work like that your first album that your fans are longing for you know she just wanted to be with her parents at the time so at one point she was like no f all this this is bigger than the music um it's bigger than what i'm trying to accomplish this is life or death i wanted to be there for them that's all she wanted to do was be there for them and then she uh said honestly music is what got them through the cancer treatments like her parents really loves music and she remember being on facetime with her mom while she was undergoing chemo and asked her you know how's the music going how's the music coming and um as hard as it was for me not to be with them as much as i wanted to ultimately pushing pushing through made the circumstances of the last few years feel a light feel a bit lighter for my parents so that's why she put so much into the album you know just mm. trying to because she don't want to make she don't want to put out no bs you know what i mean mm -hmm. and seeing how like she felt that the music was healing for her parents like because they 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 were still aware and very very much pushing her to do her thing while they were going through what they were going through so um i'm happy about her album but i, I all prayers up for her parents and just imagine what she's going through she just wants to be there for them too that's hard yeah both mm -hmm. parents at the same time both yeah, that's crazy. while you're in the middle of creating your very first album wow yeah um on another note, Orlando Brown shares who he made love with. Uh, a video surfaced <laughs> online of, of Orlando Brown listing people in the industry who he made love with. We got audio. You smashed them when it was girl? I didn't smash anything. So we, how you know that? We made love. We made love. That's who you made love with? Diddy, Bow Wow, Buster Rhymes. That motherfucker tried to act like he didn't know you. You smashed Drake? Uh, no, I never smashed. Oh, you made love to Drake? Uh, Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terrence Howard, um, Usher, Usher's a gusher. And, uh, Why you not naming no hoes? My dad sick his baddest dreams. Why you ain't naming no hoes? Who's your dad? Lucifer. So, again, God, I just feel like this man should. It, it, God bless that young man. Send him healing energy. Absolutely. Okay. There, was, there was some more, some more on the list. There was more? Him when it was girls? I didn't smash anything. So, how you know we that? made love. We made love. Just, who you made love with? Diddy, Bow Wow, Charlemagne the God, Bus Rhymes. Oh my God. I've been wanting to build a wall around you niggas so bad. I was wondering, like, I, mean, I think I heard him say it before. <laughs> no, he said it before. He said yeah, it before. Yeah, he did. He was serious <laughs> about it. And sometimes, not, sometimes I understand the white man a lot, man. Y'all didn't smash. Y'all didn't Sometimes smash. I get why he do the things that he do. <clears throat> y'all was us. Y'all was getting it in like y'all was making love. Segregation, yeah, was, making love. Segregation was a smashed. great concept that was poorly like, executed. He made love. Okay. But a lot of fans weren't happy with the video <laughs> saying the people who recorded it um, and posted it isn't solid. And that, you know, the people around him 
they they need to look out for him instead of like you know exploiting him like this. And it, you mm-hmm. know you know Orlando is not wrapped too tight. You know something is not is and something ain't clicking. Jess, you're absolutely right. And what makes it messed up? You can't even, if you're one of those people that he named. You probably want to sue him for defamation, but you know you know he ain't it, right. It's not yeah. Like you can't even take it like as serious. That's right. You know, and he mm-hmm. only listed men. You know what I'm saying? Only. And you, <laughs> like you're just like yo, come on, yo. Don't what am I? Like what do that. I identify as? Them? <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. JT and Solange. Just one Yo, anyway, JT and Solange link up in Italy. Solange recently took JT out for a girls' night out in Italy. Listen, this is like this is amazing. I posted it. I mean, not, I didn't post it. Uh, JT posted it. She said, "Date night solo took me to a symphony in in Italy. I feel like a rich black Disney princess." Uh, they went to see an Italian. Symphony. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I probably have been bored out of my mind, but just experiencing a new, like something new. Uh, she a rap girly, you know what I'm saying? Not saying that she don't do nice things, but like, this, they look like they had fun. Like, it, it, it sparked, and the moment sparked conversation about black excellence and the celebration of black luxury. And mm. they both just look so amazing and just cool. Like I said, symphonies, I don't know, but JT looked good, and uh, and um, Solange look good. This is this is it's good seeing another side of um, JT or just getting to explore different experiences. So I thought this was really nice. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was very, it was very nice. It was very giving. Cute. Yeah, but that's it. All right. Well, that is Jess with the mess. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to, Ben? Man, shut up, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? I don't know what you and Orlando Brown got going on. I'm not judging you. You still my brother, bro. <laughs> he said what he said. He said y'all made love. I'm not mad that at man. That man is not. That man is clearly something's off. So don't don't make fun of that man like that. I'm not. All right. All right. We need Fox News pundit Raymond Arreo to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that next. And then we're going to have a conversation about Donald Trump and these sneakers. Yes. Angela Rye and Charlamagne argued out in this hall for like 20 minutes. That's Last all we do. That's, that's, that's all we do. They, she's that's okay. upset. That's all we do. They threw me into it. I tried to get out. No. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that when we come back as well. Dog of the Day is on the way. Wake up. Wake up. You're locked into the Breakfast Club. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. <laughs> okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number oh, one threat man. to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. It's a breakfast club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Donkey of the day for Friday, February 23rd. Goes to Fox News pundit Raymond Arayo, I think it's pronounced his last name. Uh, Raymond was on Fox's big weekend show, and they were suggesting that black voters will now abandon the Democratic Party or have been abandoning the Democratic Party and President Joe Biden uh, because the former president, Donald Trump, is now selling sneakers. Let's listen. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see, black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. 
and Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Mm, yeah. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. We are a very unserious country, y'all. And we shouldn't be unserious at a time like this when democracy is on the line. But we also need to be learning from who you consider to be opposition. There is some things Raymond said that I agree with, meaning Trump understands culture better than any politician currently. Not black culture, though. Entertainment culture. And we live in an era, sadly, where culture does trump politics. By the way, maybe it always has. I remember Bill Clinton going on, on Arsenio Hall back in the day and playing the saxophone. Y'all started calling Bill Clinton the first black president after that. Okay, remember members of Congress in 2020 when they was wearing kente cloth and taking a knee, you know? Eh. I will say uh, I also agree with him in regards to Trump having a better handle on culture. And that's also just because of how society has shifted. Never forget, Donald Trump is a celebrity. <laughs> okay, he's been a pop culture icon since the 80s. And now that politics is pop culture... <laughs> Trump is just killing Biden from an entertainment perspective. You know, it, it, I just mentioned Bill Clinton playing the sax on Arsenio. Congress and they wore the Kente cloth and took a knee. Hillary came on Breakfast Club talking about hot sauce when Beyonce had formation out. It happens. But Raymond Arreo is getting donkey today because just like so many other people in politics on both sides, they just think black people are simple. I don't understand why folks believe black people don't want tangible things in exchange for their vote. You know what that tangible thing is? Money. People want upward mobility. Black folks aren't leaving the Democratic Party because they're supporting Trump. I mean, some might be, but most black people I know, they just fed up with politics, period. They don't want it. They, they won't be won over because Biden is doing the latest TikTok challenge. They won't be won over because Kamala Harris is reciting rap lyrics. They won't be won over because Trump is selling sneakers. They will be won over when you offer them something that will provide them upward mobility in this country. It's simple. OK, people calling for reparations because it's old, but also because it's something that will provide financial relief. People get excited over student loan debt being wiped out because it's something that provides financial relief. People get excited over affordable health care because it's affordable. It's something that provides financial relief. Everything revolves around money, upward mobility. OK, why do you think people love the stimulus checks, the PPP money, money, money? That's what all Americans care about. But I'm telling you, that's what black people want. Start offering black people actual tangible things. OK, I speak to black people and they want the government to do more to confront white supremacy. Black people want you to do something to protect voting rights. Black people want police reform. Black people want, you know, more student debt relief. Great job. You know that the Biden administration has done on that so far. And once again, black people want money. It's really that simple. It's not rocket science here. So that's where Raymond is completely off, thinking all it takes is a sneaker to get black people to come out and vote. Now, let's just talk business for a second. How much you say them sneakers was reselling for, Henry? Uh, 2000 without a signature, up to 8000 with a Trump signature on it. And they cost $399. $399. $399. That's a hell of a flip. Okay, that's a hell of a flip, folks. We People still hustlers, baby. Don't think just because you see someone buying these sneakers that they automatically support Trump. Now, if you are a Trump lover and you went out and bought the sneakers, yeah, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to vote for him. Some people just buying these sneakers to resell. Okay, some folks just trying to eat because this country doesn't provide upward mobility for us. So I got to go out here and get it on my own. Now, the president of the Fat Lives Matter committee is here, the good brother Mac. I don't know why. He just isn't already sitting in the room hey, you know, because it takes him, takes him 20 seconds okay, <laughs> to walk two feet. Hey, walk. Good morning. Good morning, Mac. Yeah. Now, talk to me, Mac. What's your perspective on this? You had a perspective. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's all about 
right idea, wrong execution. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get what they were trying to do with the sneakers, but they did it like if somebody just, you know, got BET Plus for the first week and they're like, oh, I see sneakers and all this. This is what black people want. Okay. There's other things that you could offer us that will kind of sway our votes over. What you think, Ozempic? Outside of... <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> Outside of reparations, clearly that's okay. that's easy. But my suggestion is, politicians, give us a break from rent. Give us a mm. month off. Mm. Maybe February, Black History Month. You know what I mean? It's okay. less days anyway. So if we paying for all the days anyway, okay. we we getting cheap anyway. We're paying regular price for the, the, the same amount of days. I like that. And by the way, that's something that revolves around financial relief. Continue. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Give us a four-pack of Beyonce tickets with one Rihanna album. Ooh. If we could get four, it, it don't have to be the country tour. It could be her next one, whatever okay. she does after that. But some four Renaissance tickets plus a Rihanna I, album. I don't like that. I might vote for her. That's for good, whoever it is. That's good resale value, too, though. You know way. what I'm saying? But once again, it's something that revolves around money. Right? Go, go ahead. Okay. Uh, give us another season of Lovecraft Country. Right. If bye, somebody bye, can make bye, that bye, happen. Bye, bye, bye. Can do I, that. I don't know why you Let Chris Brown perform bye. at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> if you can pass that, bye, Mac. No. I'm voting for you. I know okay. Uno in spades in the casino. This is not where I wanted this to go. This is not where I wanted. I thought you had real tangible. I thought you had real tangible. Could you stop? Could you stop? Please give Raymond Oreo the biggest hee-haw. Jesus Christ! I thought you had real tangible. This is a serious time. So you do those, and that's what would make you vote for Trump. If they let Chris Brown perform at the Super Bowl, I will vote for whoever made that happen. Man, bye. Immediately go. Mm. It's your man on the floor. Hey see man, scafado. Got my vote. Go, scafado. Scafado. Let's have a serious question. Let's have a serious conversation. Open up the phone lines right now. Oh. Angela, Yo, Rogers back. Angela Rogers kicked okay. the door open. Angela she's not playing Rogers. with you this morning. And she's never playing with me. There's not too many people who keep their foot, they get the foot in my ass the way she does. It's always like they usually put other things in your ass. So what's the question? Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Who's little ass here? You gotta open it up a little oh, more. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> open up the phone lines. Mm-hmm. God, that's stupid. We know that b- black people are not stupid enough to vote for somebody because they put out a, a good sneaker. That's well, not a good sneaker. Sneaker's not dope. It's an ugly sneaker. Mm-hmm. Well, I say good because it's hot. Oh, you mean it's selling good? Yeah. Okay, all right. You know all what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, what's the tangible? What do we want? Are we asking. What would make people vote for him? Is that what you're no, saying? Because that's what you him. just said. Oh, just in general. Like, okay. Yes. All right. You're yes. asking for a black agenda this Friday morning on regular. Why not? Okay. Let's open so, the phone. So what you want out there? Clearly, these people don't know. If they're on Fox News mm-hmm. saying things like, hey, you know, they would vote for this man for a pair of sneakers. So open up the phone line okay. and let, let people hear exactly what black people are really right. interested in. 800 Not that silly stuff I was talking about. Like, I'm serious. Real tangibles. Okay. okay. Let's have the conversation. 800-585-1051. What are some tangible things, some things that you want? That's what we're asking this yes. morning. Real right. issues. And shout out to my dad. Dad, I'm not going to buy the Trump sneakers. I was joking. I'm, I swear, dad. My dad just hit me like, just you better not come to this house with no see, goddamn Trump sneakers. He, your yep. mama need to call and you that's, next. You that's the real mind. culture. That's culture that's right it. there. You but, better not. Yeah, well, and you're a grown ass man with a family, and he's telling you, you better not come in here with no sneakers. No, he said no goddamn Trump oh, sneakers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Did y'all have the business conversation, or did you tell him that, what they're going for? Lenard, keep playing. <laughs> nah, you want to be him and Trump? He's going to cut you out next. Keep playing. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Papa will call you. The Breakfast Club. Daddy, call him my phone. Tell him my phone. It's topic time. 
Call 800 585 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Angela Rye is here. She still has her foot in Charlemagne's ass. Guess what mm-hmm. she wearing, though? What? Some Insurrection 6. <laughs> he, he, you know that's a lie. <laughs> okay. You better get she that got, misinformation out of here. Don't listen to this bot. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're just joining us, we're asking, what do you want? What's on your agenda? What will make you happy? What will make you want to get out there and vote? That is the question this morning. Let's start with Angela Rye. The, the Angela Rye is a real political expert real political pundit mm-hmm. you know she's the host of the native land podcast on uh the reason choice media iHeartRadio radio podcast network she have impact strategies everybody knows your resume i don't know if everybody does well, they, they don't have to yes um you're not just some person up here chatting basically but also shout out to my co-hosts andrew and tiffany that's right andrew um, and tiffany Cross. our episodes drop every thursday at 10 a.m mm-hmm. um you will be an expert jess you said you weren't you weren't a, a political expert you will be after you thank listen you to the show. i like how you put your glasses on for this too jess uh, mm. they're cute i like these glasses. <laughs> so i think that the main thing that we talk about often as a people is there was a time that black people gathered all the time to mm-hmm. talk about political agendas it was before emancipation and after emancipation, those conversations, those convenings became a lot more sparingly. One of the biggest ones that we had was in 1972 in Gary, Indiana, the National Black Political Convention. And what I will say that is sad is if you look at those agenda items today, a lot of that still hasn't been accomplished. And it should be. We're talking about affordable housing. A McKinsey report just came out recently that talked about we still can't afford to live, not just buy houses, mm-hmm. just rent is too high. Remember the guy yeah. that came out was like, the rent is rent too damn high? high. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I just want the record to show that's uh, uh, fi- financial. It's, it's, it's something, anything that can cause financial relief, create financial relief for people. Is what folks want. I think that's a part of it. Of course, Ayanna Presley, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, just introduced, reintroduced her um, her federal jobs guarantee. People want jobs. Money. I agree. People want student debt relief. Money. The Supreme Court took out Joe Biden's plan to have a comprehensive student debt relief plan. Mm-hmm. They also want um, access to education. Money. Well, that's a part of it, but or equal access to education, affirmative action policy, which was just overturned by the Supreme Court, voting rights. People want to be able to go and yep. cast a ballot. That's right. You know, police brutality. Can police we reform. please stop that's dying? Right. That's right. Criminal justice reform. <clears throat> you talk off all the time, which I think is actually a really, really smart idea around um, weed. If there's anybody incarcerated on a federal charge for weed, um, you know, for using, for selling, they should be released. And Joe Biden can do that with the stroke of a pen. That is actually true. That is true. But there are a lot of things he needs Congress to do. And meanwhile, they're trying to investigate him on trumped up, no pun intended, charges around a a bribe that didn't even exist that came from an FBI informant who said he got all of his jacked up intelligence from Russia. Surprise, surprise. So anyway, all of that to say there are a number of things that we want there. The main thing that black folks want, I think, is relief. The ability financial. to it's not just it financial, is. Leonard. It is. If that's okay, all these things no, we're talking no. about, majority of them revolve around money. Sure, but I don't think that we should limit our existence, our desire to survive and to have relief in this country to financial. That's what police reform is. Yes, yeah, that's yes. what criminal but justice I'm, I'm reform is. That's what voting that. rights let's is. Let's not minimize our needs. Let not, let's not minimize our ass to just financial, which are important. We should. We need to be catching up. We got mm-hmm. 400 years. They but got a 400 I, year I, I think start. the first thing is money, though, because is, is I look at a lot of people, especially a lot of black people that work all their lives, and then they get to an age where they can't work anymore yeah. and they can't afford it. And then, you know, you got a lot of people that look at a lot of these, these politicians and these rich businessmen and, and you look at the amount of taxes that they pay yeah 
and you're saying these guys make hundreds of millions of dollars yes. and they pay no taxes at all. Yes. And here you have somebody who who's who makes fifty thousand a year, forty thousand a year, and it's taking twenty, thirty percent of their money and or that doesn't make sense. Percent. And they can't tell you where that money's going. So mm-hmm. I think the first is always money. Open mobility, man. That's why people <clears throat> have these conversations about reparations, student debt relief, yes. affordable health care, affordable rent, affordable education. It's I guarantee you if you polled not even just black people, just millions of people across the country. That's probably the number one thing. It always is. Always. They, I think that there was a there was a slogan back in the day. I think in the nineties um, when Democrats were, and I can't remember who the pundit was that said it, but it was it was the economy stupid was the line, and mm-hmm. it and it always it is a, it is a driver right. right to the polls mm-hmm. to you know to motivation. Like we have to figure out how to reach people. The main thing is if you continue. To shut people out, mm-hmm. they're not going to want to participate. We have to figure out a way to get people engaged, but to like pretend and plan people's faces about Donald Trump like he's not an existential threat is a big, big problem. This is the same man who called for the death penalty of the Central Park Five. It's the same man who um, was a birther in chief around Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. He is racist. He said that the that the um, the three attorneys who were coming after him, Fonnie Willis. Tish James, mm-hmm. Alvin mm-hmm. Bragg were racist for coming after him. This man traffics in this. This is not a game I, at I, all. I don't think there's anything wrong with speaking that truth to power, which you did. But what I would tell Democrats is you have to energize the people who are either planning to stay home in November because yeah. you're not going to change the mind of these Trumpers. You're not going to change the mind of these people who are going out there and buying these $399 sneakers. But, but you I know what? Like, like, like even, even that fear, and it's not fear mongering because it's absolutely true everything that you just said, but even trying to instill fear in people to say Trump is this boogeyman, which he, which he is. He's a real threat to democracy. Continuing to do that ain't even going to motivate people because they lived through Trump already. And guess what? Some of That's us lived true. through Reagan. But sometimes it's just both bushes. Sometimes it's just what's right though. Like when yeah. uh, you, you watch all those brothers that died when Obama was in office, right? Besides, I think one, you never heard Obama say that's not right. That's Same not thing with true. Joe Biden. No, that's not true. Yeah. You, you, that's heard not it, you heard it. It, it was one time he said Trayvon it with, um, what's his name? Uh, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. That was one time. And, and, and when he spoke at, uh, about for Emmanuel AME, when when Dylan, when Dylan, that devil Dylan Roof killed all those beautiful children in South Carolina. But there, just, it's not with all the amount of brothers and sisters that die all the time. You just sometimes you just want to hear the president be like, "Yo, that shit, that shit ain't right." No politics intended. Just yeah. humanity. Like, that's not right. Trayvon, he handled it very well. He said, actually, Joe Biden said Trayvon could have been my son. Have you heard Joe Biden say Trayvon was the only one I remember him saying. Joe Biden, during the the campaign, the most notable one was George Floyd. He did. He didn't have a choice. Like, the whole country responded to that. He didn't have a choice, but it didn't seem like it came from a place of caring. It came from a place that I have to do it so these niggas could rock with it. Here's the the question. Can you accept that it might be our role to push people into righteousness? Politicians aren't supposed to be our friends. They're supposed to... They're supposed to legislate. They're supposed to sometimes sign things with the stroke of a pen and executive action, executive order. We need to be responsible for pushing people into righteousness. Kamala was was my push. We've been doing this all. Kamala was the sister that I wanted to go in office to be that that person, that black person that represents us and says she is our push. Yeah, This, this is why black people are fed up because we have pushed and there's been so many different times we thought there was going to be real change. One of the, one of them told us. It was change you can believe in. But listen, you guys, I think the thing that you have to remember is actually things have changed. They have changed and they're going backwards because they have changed. And and we're also going backwards because folks have seen progress. And that's why you will see a bill like what we talked about in Alabama earlier, the anti-diversity, equity and inclusion. DEI is a new concept since George Floyd's murder. Mm -hmm. It used to just be Mm DNI. Those things have changed when we started pushing for equity. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. 
When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Republican Party started pushing in the opposite direction. I'm not putting racism at the feet of just the Republican Party, but they are its mascot right now. Who do you put poverty just, at the feet of? Who? Poverty. What's that? I think this whole, this whole country, I, the rich, the that's, greedy. That's really the issue. Well, let's, say, let's take some phone calls. The let's take some phone calls. Poverty. A lot of people on the line. Let's yeah. take some calls. 800-585-1051. You good, Jess? Yeah, yeah. She got her glasses on. She's listening. I'm She's listening. soaking it yeah, up. She has her glasses on. She's listening. <laughs> we'll take your calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Call, 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 call. Tell ya, tell ya. Maybe. If y'all talking about it, you know we talking about it. It's Topic Time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. Angela Rye is here. We're having a conversation of what do you want? What should we be asking for? And we got a lot of uh, people on the line. We got Q on the line. Q, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? How you Peace, feeling, Q? I'm doing all right. Um, I, I, I agree with Charlemagne. We, we with the money. Since you don't want to give us reparations and it's the issue, I believe... We shouldn't have to pay federal and state taxes out of our check. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Let us let us get our money back to where we could be financially stable and show some type of financial literacy for our uh, for our sons and our daughters and our families. Now I do. I have Thank an you. idea where I feel like you know certain people should get some type of econo- economic uh, you know stimulus package, some type of economic or a tax credit. But I think if you make over a certain amount of money. You shouldn't have to pay no federal estate tax. Like that would help tremendously. Like if you already are in a certain tax bracket, right? If they took away our taxes, that would help us tremendously. Mm-hmm. And or we could say, hey, even if you want us to donate a certain amount of our salaries, mm-hmm. let us pick the cost. Yeah, let us pick where our. I would have a problem doing that at all. Hello, who's this? This is Kiki. Hey, Kiki. Good morning. Good morning. What's your thoughts, Kiki? What's hey. your mama? My thoughts are, um, well. I work part-time with the election board. I did it since I was 16. And this year, I find it extremely hard to talk to people my age. I'm 26 to try to tell them 
talking points of who to vote for and why. I think a lot of people now, they're just tired of the lies that the politicians give us, and we just want to change, really. So what, what do you feel? What are, they, what are they saying? What do you feel from, are they voting? Are they staying home? Or Well, Charlamagne, they really not voting. Um, they're saying, I'm not doing it. It's a waste of time. Um, I'm right here from the 843 Low Country. Hey. And it's really hard. It's really hard at this point. They don't they don't want to vote. And that's what I'm trying to tell folks. Just because black people aren't supporting Democrats don't mean they supporting Republicans either. They just like, yep. F it. I'm fed up. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Well, shout out to Kiki for volunteering since she was 16. I think that's tremendous. That's mm-hmm. right. Tremendous. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tish from Houston, Texas. Hey, good morning. Talk to us, Tish. So right now, if I could ask them for anything, it would definitely be Affordable home loans. That's all I want right Affordable now. Affordable home loans. Mm-hmm. Money! Yeah, the rates the rates have shot through the roof, which is, which is crazy. Why and, do we complicate this? And, and the sad part about it is, you know, if you purchase a house, let's say your house is $100,000, with that, with those interest rates, it is so damn high, and it makes it very difficult for people to even try to buy. And also, if we could have some funding for barriers, financial barriers, mm-hmm. to be able to afford a home loan as well. Got you. Thank you, Mama. Hello, All who's about this? Financial relief, man. Yeah, yeah, this PD, this PD. Hey, what's up, brother? Talk to us. What's your thoughts? Man, listen, we need Trump back in office as soon as possible, ASAP. Watch this. Why? Why? Man, I don't know, man. We, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to them stimulus checks, man. Money! Hold on, hold on. Okay, did you get a stimulus check under Joe Biden? Nah, we did not. Nah, I ain't getting no stimulus check under Joe Biden. You did. You did. He didn't put his name on it because they're not good marketing. They stuck at messaging Democrats, do. You got it. You oh, did okay. get it. And you know what else? Did you know that you were going to get what? a second stimulus check under Joe Biden, but the Republican Congress didn't pass it? Oh, nah. You see, they ain't even telling us all that. I'm thinking that Trump is doing everything <laughs> yeah. that he's supposed to do. Because they're better at messaging and marketing. But we're not pumping up Donald Trump here. He didn't pay for this advertisement. So what we will tell you is you did get a second stimulus check. No, a third. No, he got a second. Trump gave him two and Biden Oh, 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 under Trump. That's all right, well, what's the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen? The moral of the story is all about that almighty dollar. I keep trying to explain this to y'all. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. If you're not talking about upward mobility, people are not going to listen. They're not going to hear you. That's the only thing that's going to motivate people to get up off if the couch in November. If you can't survive... If you cannot survive, your upper mobility doesn't matter. So it's it needs to be both. They're dying to- now. They're not surviving now. They barely got food on the table, barely got a roof over their head. How do you tell people that's already living in hell that it can get worse? It can. They're already in Don't hell. Don't believe me, just watch. I'm t- Literally, the rights are being rolled back every day. I don't agree, believe me, just watch. All, all, they feel like they don't have those anyway. I understand they, what you getting- feel like your feeling is about to get a lot worse. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you're not wrong. I know. But once again, you still didn't answer the question. How do you tell people already living in hell that things can get worse? You can't just say the temperature can get hotter. They'll say to you, come live here for let's trade lives for a week. I understand. And I'm down to do that and not have me. done that. And have done that. <laughs> and have done that. And what I'm saying is it can get worse and it is getting worse in states all over the country, particularly in the South, where they want to hurt and harm black people. And they don't have the benefit of representation of people who look like them and think like them. You're right. It can and will get worse. You're right. But these people are already in hell. I understand. It can get hotter. And all right. the ice water Thank you, Angela Rye, for joining us today. Thank you, guys. And make sure you listen to the Native Land podcast on Reason Choice Media, iHeartRadio. New episodes come out every Thursday with Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross, Andrew Gillum. Follow at Angela Rye on all social media platforms. Jesse, it was nice to meet you in person. Nice to meet you, too. I love y'all. Shout out to Envy's daddy. Absolutely. (laughs)
Everything. All right. Absolutely. Envy Daddy don't believe in police reform. You know that. He's That's a former right. cop. All I know is he told Envy, I wish you would. <laughs> Keep All playing right. with me. That's right. All right. When we come back, we have Pastor Ox with Nihilus, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Pastor Ox. Go, go, Nyla, I'm from Atlanta now, aka I got my glasses on, aka talk to me. Nah, I ruined. I ruined. Got my glasses on. Just got glasses on today. I ruined her in Atlanta last weekend. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you. Don't worry about it. When you're not welcome there no more, you'll know why. Stop. We need her back. Damn. We need her back. No, she's loving Atlanta too much. Damn. I don't like that. Why you don't want me? I just said you hanging out with Usher, Brian, Michael Cox, and Nelly and Shanti. DMs. I'm like, damn. What's I don't even hear your DMs and your uh, comments. Bro, I don't want to see you grow. Go Nyla. I don't want to see you grow. Go Nyla. Yo, I've been here 10 years. You know that? From intern. I started working here before I could even You drink. have not been here no 10 years. Yes, I have. You've been at power for 10 no, years? No, no, not power 10 years. Oh. I've been here 7 years. A long time. She just rounded it up. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I think I've done enough. <laughs> what? I like think I've done enough. It seems like she was auditioning for Color Purple just now. I've been here for 7 years. All my life I had to play. Yo, in this building for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Let's that's be positive. Right. On a positive yeah. note, last night, uh, Time Magazine had an amazing event. Where was that at? In Midtown. Atlanta? I don't even know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yo, she had a dress on. You had a dress I on? I had a dress on. Yeah, yeah, all the way up. Yeah, sneakers and shoes. I put on heels. Oh, Come on, I'm not that. Okay. I'm not that much of a tomboy, but yeah. So, Time Magazine event. They honored Issa Rae and they honored a bunch of women who are pretty much closing the wealth gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shout out to my guy Traff for inviting me. But it was just really dope and inspiring to be in a room for the woman getting to the bag. And you guys also want to know a fun fact? Mm-hmm. Like 80 percent of the women in the room who are being honored. All are entrepreneurs based out of Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the okay. world is. All right, that was pass off put by Nala Simone. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, right. I don't know what the energy oh, is there, but something about women thriving out there is, is crazy. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay, just a little fun right, fact. Play your three Atlanta records, please. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this was actually from Jersey. SZA just dropped a new record called Saturn. Ooh. Take snooze out and put that in. We don't have to play snooze a hundred times every hour. Yeah. Okay? I will never not love a scissor record. Mm-hmm. That vibe is crazy. Yeah, yeah. she really can't yeah. do no wrong. Like I, that's I, I hear scissors so much. My wife loves scissors. My daughter loves scissors. Like scissors is always playing in our house. Yeah. I know I'm gonna hear that song a million times this weekend. That's in rotation now. Easily. All right. Next we got Rayvon and Pusha T with Problem. Push be spitting. So Ray Vaughn. Shout to Push. I seen Push last week too. So salute to Pusha. He was um in Virginia. His uh young boys are doing this. They do this R and B show. Mm. So he just came to show love and support. Just and I thought that was dope. So salute to Push. Mm, salute to Push. Right. Seven five seven. What up? And I like seeing the OGs work with the new rappers. Mm-hmm. So and thought, spitting game in the, in the record. Yeah. That's right. Tough. All right. And then lastly. Um, I actually played this for you last week just on the side, but the Stally and KD record. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, KD actually did all right for like a baller. Mm-hmm. I, okay, this is Maryland bias. This, this is, is not Maryland bias. This, this was this actually is, good. Let's hear it. All right, let's bias. get into it. It's scared money. I'm playing this right after Saturn. Right after Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vibe. How do you not? 
And, like and Katie is Kevin Durant for yes. those who like Kevin Katie. Yes. yes. I like this. I like the last week when she played it. It's the vibe still. No, it wasn't bad. He sounded like somebody, but I cannot remember who. Like his mm. whole cadence and his voice and everything is right there on my right there in my Is it brain. West Coast? No, nah, it's definitely an East Coast rap. Oh, he sounded like Jay Electronica a little bit. Sound like Jay Electronica. Like he does Electronica sound like Jay Electronica. Yeah. I'm sitting there listening like, who the yeah. Jay Electronica. Yeah, he does sound like Jay Electronica. Like yeah. That's fair. The way he's flowing, the cadence yeah. and everything, and his tone of voice. It sound like he's not trying. Yeah. Sound like he's not, yeah. like he not trying. Sound like he's a jump shot. Yeah. He does. It sounds nice. Whoa. Lowe's? God damn. Low, low screams out in the back. What? Wait, no, I ain't know. That's not how you wow. sound. He sounds, I've met smooth mm. and effortless. And one thing Lowe's gonna do is match y'all gay. Jess wants you to shut the hell up while you while you when you in here too. I just wanted to tell you that, but mm. never mind. Go ahead, man. Total. All right, well <laughs> we got a playlist. If you guys like the tunes, make sure you guys tap in. Follow me on Instagram at Nyla Simone. N-Y-L-A-S-Y-M-O-N-E-E-E. Make sure you guys follow me on YouTube and subscribe to my podcast, We Need to Talk. Make sure you like it. Give me five stars. I drop new episodes twice a week. And when is the next Certified Vibe live? Next Certified Vibe live is March 15th. It's around International Women's Day, but it's Women's History Month, so we have all women lineups. Okay. Well, Nyla, I'm always proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. you know, but and girl, I will. thriving in Atlanta. No, you're building a wall around Atlanta for Nyla. Yo, that's so okay. Oh, no, no, no. What no. did you say to them? I said she's she don't, she said she's a migrant. And um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's here illegally. And she you just wants to take all Germany? your resources. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Thank you, Nyla. That's what I said. Right. When we come back, it's the People's Choice. Make sure you throw back on a Friday to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, wake up. Wake up. You're locked into the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Who never stops working. Roxy. <laughs> yes. I got bills to pay. Hey, What's up, Roxy? Hi, hi. How you feeling? Good to see you all. Good to be here. Good, Good to be here just hanging. Absolutely. Yeah. And congratulations, Thank Mama. You. This is super, super, super dope. Thank you. It's so unfortunate much. you got to do it with these two. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. If yeah. there's ever anything you need as far as help and getting them in line, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been years, years, and I still can't. Yeah, no, I can't yeah. help you. Can't. Now, Roxy, you in a new movie, Dutch 2. I am, You yes. play a lesbian gangster. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what the hell the lesbian got to do with anything? She's a lesbian, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's a lesbian gangster. You know, wait. I thought Jess was going to call out the lesbian part, <laughs> but of course you wait. would. He couldn't you wait. You couldn't wait. You could not wait to put it out there. Gosh, yes, I do. But uh, how was it playing that role? Because you're, you're not a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian, yeah. but shout out to the whole LGBT. TQ, you know, plus community um, and all my friends that are. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really, really different. I mean, of course, because, um, you know, but at the same time, we all know what it is to be in love and we all know what it is to want love and need love. So regardless of who it is on that opposite side, it's it's easy to tap into that that feeling of wanting to be loved. Oh, that's a great perspective because it's, mm -hmm. it's not like you got to do anything physical. You just got to tap into the emotion. Well, she got romantic. Oh, no, I she got, got, little, I, she got, got a little romantic. romantic. She, she, got got, she, got, she, got, she went in a little oh, right. So, she came, huh? Well, as <laughs> right soon as you door, get out yeah. of jail, not that I've ever just got out of jail before in my career or my life, but I would assume the first thing you're going to want to do is, you know, yeah. feel loved. Absolutely. And that's what Angel wanted. Angel wanted to feel loved as soon as expeditiously in the words of T.I. Uh, she wanted to feel some love and she, she linked up with her girlfriend Goldilocks oh, played right. by Dakia uh, Anderson she's an amazing girl too yeah 
So yeah, it was so super fun. The first Dutch movie came out twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, do we have to watch the? For, would you have to watch the first one to understand the second one? You don't. But if you're a fan of uh, Terry Woods' books and what she created with the Dutch trilogy, which is what I really feel the fan base and the audience that loves from this series. You're going to be surprised. But you do not have to watch the first one to understand. But I would say watch it because Lance mm-hmm. Gross Lance Gross is, you know, a friend and mm-hmm. he's amazing yeah. and what they do. And But this is Angel's story and she's getting revenge for for Dutch, you know. And it's what she goes through and, and her journey. And it's, it's dope because it's a female-led cast. I'm at the reins. This is my first time ever starring in a role, being up there number two on the call sheet because Dutch is number one on the call sheet. So, But it was a really, really, really dope experience. Um, and shout out to Manny, who we all know, Manny Haley. Shout out to Manny. You know, for creating these experiences to put us on the screen. So it was really dope. How does your hosting uh, background help you with the, the acting? The hurry up and wait, man. <laughs> <laughs> The hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. The hurry up and wait. The uh, the patience. Mm-hmm. The professionalism of how to act on the set. Mm-hmm. You know, you just already know what those moving parts are. But as far as acting goes, it doesn't. It's it's yin and yang. It's you know, acting is really raw emotion and where you pull in these things in from from experiences. Like Angel is a very dark. She has a very dark history and past from being. You know, sexually molested from her father at a very, very young age and um, always being betrayed and um, taken advantage of by men. And mm-hmm. so she has this hatred for men uh, that it's like, OK, Roxy, where do you some some things of my past I don't want to revisit, but I had to revisit for mm-hmm. this role. And then there was some things that's like, where do you tap in to get this energy and this anger? And then you find things, you know, as life, but we already up there. So there's so many experiences that we've had that you could find like a substitution or something to help you get into the role and the character. How, how would you describe how respect influences Angel's actions throughout the film? Because it seems like she's seeking respect. That's all she wants. Mm-hmm. That's all she wants. She 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 not only uh, she thrives off of respects but i think she also gets a high off it it's almost like an addiction it's not even mm-hmm. like it's like if you cross if you cross angel mm-hmm. anything by any means necessary it's like you out it's almost like the godfather it's like yeah well he's gotta go mm-hmm. you know like just she's ruthless she is completely completely ruthless uh and what i what i enjoyed doing was playing something that is completely opposite of <laughs> who i am uh, who yeah of who i am it's like i mean you know me. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think you guys could ever picture me like just blasting off a yeah, gun and like I wouldn't shoot, say ruthless. That's shooting a, up yeah. a, shooting up a corner no. like it's not Roxy, you know. <laughs> uh, Did you have to learn how to shoot? I mean, I already knew how to shoot. That okay, thing, you okay, know? Roxy. Register gun on us, so I was like, hey. I wish him wood mm-hmm. at my house. So yeah, don't play with it. <laughs> you gotta do that as a single woman. You gotta do that. So yeah, no, I knew how to. That was actually the funnest part on the set because. Uh, that was the part that shocked some of the prop guys. They were like, okay, put your hand like this. You gotta check the gun, here, make sure, make sure this is something like, yeah, okay, pop, pop, pop. So it was fun. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. What about respect as far as like in your real life? Have you ever felt like you had to demand respect in this business? I think all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all the time. I think I still fight for it even today. Even being, you know, on a platform like Good Morning, Good Morning America, America and um, and GMA3, shout out to my family over there. But, you know, we still as a culture still fight for 
respect in those big rooms and in those big mm. meetings because people don't think to take us seriously when we are a driving force in this economy and we are a driving force to a lot of decisions that are made politically you know it, it, it's just it's amazing how we still don't get the level of respect in those boardrooms just like how jay-z says you keep on fighting you keep on showing up until they call you ceo until they call you the mm-hmm. boss until you you know and then they call upon you for uh decision making things you know until they're scared of you when it's an election season and they're calling you a threat you know mm. it's like those kind of things <laughs> that it's like you have to demand respect so yeah me personally roxy i mean in my journalistic career and my hosting career i'm i'm always fighting to be like what i'm like tyrese what more do you want for me like what more do you want me to do like honestly there's like there's nothing else that i have i should have to do but you know you always have to still tap dance i feel like y'all i feel like you won just because you're still here I got bills to pay. <laughs> you know I'm saying? You're I got bills. You in movies? You're still here. Yeah. yeah. And how do you, how are you doing all that? Of course, you're doing the hosting stuff. You're doing the acting, and then you're back in school. Yeah. You went back to your HBCU. Wow. Yeah, Bowie State University. What made you do that? First of all, you guys, we always used to tour the HBCU route, and it was always the most fun going to HBCU campuses. Me specifically going to Bowie State. They have an amazing communications department. I connected with them. I vibed with them. It was always a goal for me to go back and be a college graduate for my family, for my lineage. Most people don't know when in the middle of school, you got a a job offer in Boston and you said, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. And it was actually Russ Parr. Shout out to Russ Parr that told me that, you know, you could you going to starve. You're going to you're going to have pizza and ramen noodles every single day. He's like, but you can't always start in a top 10 market, Roxy. You can always go back to school. And so that launched my radio career, which which is where you and I knew each other for so so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't for radio, and I think people don't people have more of a respect for radio now, especially because of the culture shift and what you guys have created, what the Elvis Durans has created, mm-hmm. what like you know the legends have, even Russ Parr and the Steve Harvey's, everybody. Right. Russ Parr at the end of the day, you got to give the man the respect. Mm-hmm. What they've created is that people forget that radio is really the basic foundation of what television and live television is. Mm -hmm. If you can be in a box and pretend to talk to a bunch of people that you can't see and be that creative, then you can do that on camera. If your face is friendly for camera. Well, Roxy, we appreciate you for joining us. <laughs> Thank Dutch you for the time, two, guys. Angels Revenge BET Plus. Appreciate you, Roxy. And Thank watch Roxy on Good Morning America, right? Yep. GMA, GMA3, and yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Breakfast Club, good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Larry, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What we doing today? Man, salute to my guy, B Dot. You know, B Dot is the host of a podcast called the I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. And today he's going to talk to us about one of the wealthiest, richest kings in history that you probably never heard of. On today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, story goes he was so rich. And he loved one of his wives so much that he had her a swimming pool built in the middle of the desert, Mansa Musa. Now, usually I share black history that's intrigued me from the transatlantic slave trade to the civil rights movement. But whenever I'm talking about wealth, there is one name that always comes up. So I had to look him up, Mansa Musa. Now, he lived in the 1300s. That's 700 years ago. That's 1300 CE, the common era. 
You remember when all we had was AD and BC? To be quite honest, my brain can't really fathom C-E-B-C-A-D. All them letters just made me think of the PD, and then that kicked in my PTSD, and now I need a BC. But if I can believe in the Old Testament and Noah building an ark and getting two of every animal and Jonah being eaten by a whale, I can damn sure believe in Mansa Musa. I mean, he's too heavily documented. Mansa Musa of Mali, not the narcotic, the kingdom in Africa. He ruled Mali from 1312 to 1337, 25 years. Now, he came to power when the previous king had dipped off with a large fleet of ships. They went to go explore the Atlantic Ocean and explore they did, but they never returned. Mali was already wealthy, but Mansa Musa's work with expanding trade made Mali the wealthiest kingdom in Africa. They got their riches from mining salt and gold deposits in Mali. And elephant ivory was a major source of wealth. He was an African man of Muslim faith. But I'm going to tell you what's disappointing. That is no movie on Mansa Musa's pilgrimage in 1324 CE. Like he legit shut the continent down. 1324, a caravan of about 60,000 people all left the capital of Mali, headed to the holy city of Mecca. It was 4,000 miles away. That's further than walking from North Carolina to California. Now, until this pilgrimage, the kingdom of Mali was relatively unknown outside of West Africa. The Arab writers of the time said that he traveled with an entourage of tens of thousands of people and dozens of camels, each carrying 300 pounds of gold. 300 pounds of gold is like $9 million. This man had dozens of camels all carrying $9 million in gold. They said he got to Cairo and met with the Sultan of Egypt. And his squad spent and gave away so much gold that the overall value of gold decreased in Egypt for the next 12 years. <laughs> After he returned from Mecca, that's when he began to revitalize the cities in his own kingdom by building mosques and large public buildings. That was Timbuktu. That became a major Islamic university city during the 14th century due to his developments. And then the reputation of the Mali kingdom grew. Mansa Musa died in 1337, and he's arguably the richest king that ever lived. In today's money, they say he was worth about $400 billion. Oh, the wife. He had four wives, and they said one was his favorite because she was the most beautiful. But she came to miss her nightly swims in the Niger. So Mansa Musa had her a swimming pool built in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I will salute to be that. That's right. And make sure you subscribe to I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Where you can also find other great podcasts like Jess Hilarious, Carefully Reckless, with new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Thank you. And it was also Pick of the Month. Yes, so for Apple. To know that. Absolutely. We're going to start another podcast with just called Morning Sickness. You're sure. Right. You don't think? Right, yep. <laughs> Things that make me sick in the morning. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> Mr. Breakfast Club, good morning. You guys be safe. We'll see you guys on Monday. And uh, that's that. All right, it's the Breakfast Club on Power 1051 Home with Angie Martinez. Where we use next? Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.